This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. Highlander and Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga, live from the war room in Cleveland, Ohio, USA, this is the Emperor's Court here on Stop Laughing. Here on Verse the World Productions, the Emperor's Court on Verse the World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Lulu. This is when you talk into the microphone because now you're live in the mic. Hi. But you have to speak louder. Okay, how's that? Yeah, there you go. Actually, a friend of mine who just happened to be in the neighborhood stopped over to see the house. Although you're not actually staying, I just kind of forced you on the microphone to say hi. While I'm waiting for Varyar to arrive. So I'm sorry I kind of press-ganged you into the uh, role here. There he is, just as we start. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is timing. Good. Now I don't have to sound like There you idiot. go. See, that's right. You don't have to sit in. Well, I wasn't going to say you were an idiot, at least not to your face <laughs> while you're here within punching distance. But Well, and you know I will punch you. Actually, do me a favor. Grab that and kind of slide it to the left. The whole, that entire, there you go. Because I don't want Varyar kind of stretched out here. Varyar, how the hell are you? Good, how are you doing? I am okay. I'm doing all right. You actually made it here in not record timing. Get out late? Yeah, actually. Uh, okay. Actually, I'll talk to you off the air about it. I have a new idea for a venture that I want to bounce off you. A new, okay. Yes, it has to do with a passion of yours, baseball gloves. Really? Yes. Uh, a friend of mine. You have piqued my interest. Yes, a, a friend of mine that I work with and I, um, we do all of the glove work at the store. Right. Um, you know, we help people condition them, we do the relacing and everything, yep. and we do enough of it that we are talking about, and we're going to try and map out a possible custom glove type operation for relacing and conditioning and, you know, restoring and things like that. Okay. So, um, we're both very good at it, so, um, and it's something that, you know, low overhead to start, doesn't really cost anything, and... It's pretty much just know. labor intensive. Right. I, I mean, mean yeah, it, yeah. honestly, I already worked the math out in my head it cost about five hundred dollars for us to get started to buy materials enough lace for probably like six months or so assuming we do okay um would that be breaking gloves too yep uh, i it. know we can get the oil we, we there's a couple different kinds of oil actually. yeah uh so. we were looking at a uh, glavoleum as you know that's not bad okay yeah so a little pricier but we think it's worth it and like i said we're we're kind of mapping it out and i'd love to get your opinion of the idea sure absolutely so i'll uh talk to you a little more detail later but fire this is my friend 
Lulu. We don't use the real names on here because it's kind of an internet thing. Hello. I she wasn't actually Lulu. supposed to be on the air, but I didn't realize. I forgot Highlander was not going to be here. As she, she told was, me, yeah. Yeah, she was just kind of hanging around like, guess what? You have to kill time with me. <laughs> but I don't want to. No, you have to. But I don't want to. No, you have to. So Get on the microphone and talk yeah. to the net nerds. Exactly. That's not right. like it's embarrassing or anything. But no, not know. at all. Of course not. Yeah, they don't know who you are. That's why I like to get drunk Thank and say whatever I want. <laughs> Did you bring your own beer today? Because we have plenty if not. Perfect, because I did not. Okay, yeah, the uh, fridge is stocked full. Well, I was I was planning on stopping, but then you told me Highlander wasn't going to be here. Right. And then I was like, ah, I probably shouldn't drink that much tonight. So. I'll hold off. So. Yep. Bugger. I did. Uh, somebody actually had it. Well, I'm trying to find it. Where it is it? Uh, I think it was uh, Reinforced Sage said, waiting for Voyeur's new book, Voyeur's Do-It-Yourself Guide to Tactical Driving. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, <laughs> appara- oh, thank you very See? much. I, I, that'll work fine. If it's alcohol, she'll, he'll drink it. Are you kidding me? Yep. That's rubbing alcohol. I that works. Like Lulu. See, I, I great know. co-host. She goes and gets me beer. And uh, that's she had, really the only requirement I look for. She happened to be in the neighborhood. She's like, "Can I come by and see the house?" Because I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Come on, what the hell?" She ends up doing my dishes while I'm in the basement. Uh, I, I don't know. if I was grabbing some. Actually, speaking of which, I was showing her baseball gloves. Oh. Okay. So she's up there with my daughter doing the dishes of my house. I'm like Jesus, you've been in the house once. You're doing my dishes. Nice. It's weird. Bored. <laughs> Wow, thanks. <laughs> well, you Doesn't were say much laundry. for me being very entertaining. <laughs> nice. Uh, apparently, your volume needs to go up. I didn't know why. I, don't I know why. hadn't noticed, but all right. All right, which number are you? Uh, On your mic. It's right there in front of you. Right here in front of me. Two. Two. All right, Lulu, do me a favor. Bottom left. Yes, turn that to the right. Keep turning. Right about there. Yeah. Might have bumping. So I, we haven't, uh, now that I've actually got the number... No- because it only took me three years to do this. Now that I actually got the numbers of the microphones, we don't actually have to touch them. So because we've got it set oh, perfectly, yeah. yours is turned down a little more because Highlander likes to project. So, but that's okay. You're not staying that long. So, nope. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take off now, so you guys can do your thing. Thanks, mom. I will reserve my comments <laughs> <for> later. <laughs> Anyways, folks, I'm going to put on the music real quick and uh, walk uh, Lulu out of here because I don't even know if she knows how to get out of here. Uh, so I'll be back in just a second, because it's the nice thing to do. i got to make sure she actually leaves. And doesn't do more chores. Right. <laughs> Come back in five, an hour later. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Dusting. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right, gentlemanly duties are now gone and done with. I got the hell out of here. So, Is that strange? The first, I mean, I've been friends with her for a while. She stops over here and does my dishes. I'm not complaining. And- I mean... I mean, she's a woman. It's her natural habitat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's it, yeah, it's a little weird, but at the same time, I mean, eh, I don't know. I kind of feel bad. I'm like, I didn't invite you over here to do my dishes, but I mean, if, as long as you're here, the windows could... You didn't so. make her do it. She no, I didn't. Started. She just kind of, yeah, because she brought so. her a pie, which is always great, uh, a, a apple and cranberry pie, so... Oh, that's nice. Feel free to partake of some. I'm not a big cranberry Perfect. person, but... Anyways, voyeur... How was your week? Um, well, I mean, I'm still working the whole seven days thing, uh, so that kind of blows. Um, other than that, pretty uneventful. Oh, uh, started playing Diablo 3. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's actually, I, I mean, it's it's exactly what I expected it to be. Okay. It, it's not groundbreaking. It's not hugely innovative. I do like the, the soundtrack a lot. Diablo three is um, is going to be a hot topic this evening. I was actually hoping to have Highlander here for that one, but it's, right. it's such a it's such a story we can't ignore it. Oh, of course. So and, and right, it's right. going to be interesting because I have 
we'll go into it more later, but my whole take on the uh, overall issue is suck it up and quit bitching. So it'll be interesting to discuss and see what the IRC thinks and, and all of that. But okay, like I said, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, I actually got into a public game for the first time last night. Um, yeah, I'd been playing my own game with no... I've just been keeping solo, it closed right. just, just for me and everything. Um, and, and that's been fun. I'm in Act 2 and everything. I, I mean, I'm a completionist. You know that. I take my time. I explore everything. Yes. I get every goddamn achievement. That's my thing. Um, so I just got into Act 2. But um, right after I got into Act 2, I figured, what the hell? This is a good time to stop. I'll jump in a public game. Um, I jumped into one of those. And it, it was fun. I, I enjoyed playing with other people, especially having some other classes involved. Um, you know, it was a uh, barbarian, a demon hunter, and myself. I played wizard the first time, and the other the other player was a wizard. So it, it was nice to have kind of the barbarian to run up and tank, and then me and the other wizard just raining down hell right from from afar, which was a now good does time. it keep going? I mean, can you save it and come back to later with those specific people, or can you have to play all the way through in one sitting as far as you can go? Well, I mean, it, it, when it got to about one thirty, I just quit. quit. I was okay. like, hey, guys, I got to go. I'm out. I, I don't think you can save it, but who the fuck okay. knows? I don't know. I was a little curious how that worked. but uh... Yeah, I don't think it's the same way Sins is, where we save at a point and then come back, come back to it. To, it it's yeah, not yeah. like that. You know, Basically, how it works is you're playing your game, and you can open it to the public so other people can join. And then other people jump into your game. So okay. it, it's interesting. And I do like one, one thing that they did was... Uh, like I said, I'm sure we're going to talk about it later, so not to talk too long on it now. Mm-hmm. But one nice feature is, you know how, like in WoW or whatever, you're rolling for loot and you're bickering about it and it starts a ton of bullshit, you know, drama. Like, I want the magic fucking moon pants of the owl or whatever. <laughs> you know, in uh, Diablo 3, they've made it so all loot is individual. When you kill a monster, right? you see you both have your own set of loot that drops. I don't Which see how his, they shoot he doesn't. Yeah, right, right. So I, I do very much like that. It eliminates 95% of the drama. You know, the other 5% is, why the fuck didn't you cast Frost Nova? I was fucking get my ass kicked, and that's not my fucking problem. You suck That's just the, the nature of the beast, though. That's right. always going to be there. Right. But, I mean, it eliminates a lot of the drama, which is nice. So. Well, real quick, uh, info for how you can get involved with the show before we get any further. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net. Or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. Okay. What else, other than Diablo 3, we'll, we'll delve into that a little more down the road. Now, I, I okay. will say this. Uh, for whatever reason, we did not get a ton of... Oh, hang on. Uh, Pusher was going to show me her Titan. Unfortunately, she's paused on the video wall, so I can't see it. I see the little red lights. I'm assuming that's what this is supposed to be. But um, uh, we'll get to Diablo 3 a little later on. Other than that, how has your week been? What have you been up to? I, like I said, it's working seven days a week. I'm up at the uh, at my dad's store, and I'm down at the uh, fall store. Mm-hmm. Um, played softball on Tuesday. That was nice. I actually joined a men's league and everything. Did so you? We're Good. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Oh, my God. I am rusty as fuck. I, my first at-bat, I struck out in a slow-pitch softball. softball league. Well, wow. In, in my defense, here, here's all I'm going to say. Now, yes, it was my fault. I shouldn't have been reaching for him, but I was. I was a little eager. Reaching for him, whatever. Yep. Pitcher showing the pitcher is throwing short and low. Okay. So all I mean, I shouldn't have swung at all because they're all fucking balls to begin with. They're barely making the plate, you know. Um, and then everyone, most of the guys are righty. So on the right side or on the left side of the plate in the batter's box, there's literally two grooves and then a mound right between, 
like right between the grooves where most people's feet are. It's re- it was kind of throwing me off, and I was kind of like not digging it. So the first time I go up, I strike the fuck out, which was embarrassing as shit. I am listening. Continue. Just horrific. You know, I'm just sitting there. I've got a three hundred dollar bat in my hand, just looking like it's an asshole. Borrowed from the store, no less. Oh, I, I got for free. For free? I got that connect, man. <laughs> Family's in the business. Ha <laughs> ha. It's a, yeah, it's a combat I know. antivirus. I it's beautiful. Be it's, surprised if your father gave you anything for free. He normally, he actually, my entire life, he doesn't do that. But this was kind of, me and my cousin are both playing on the same team. It was kind of like a gift for both of us. Okay. Um, you know, he. it's not like I went up and asked for, hey, can I have a nice bat for free? He just kind of showed up one day. I actually bought an Easton Reflex to play with. And then he came down and gave us the bat. You know, as a gift. So I didn't ask for it. He almost never gives me anything for free. As you've noted, he's yes. very much business is one thing, family's another. Right. This is business. I like my business. I hate my family. Yeah, oh, I got there that. There you right. go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so struck the fuck out. And I walked back to the doctor just hating myself for it. Like, son of a bitch. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm the new guy on the team, and now I look like an asshole. You know, I fucking suck. Sorry, guys. But uh, the guy came up, this one dude came up to me, and, and they were all real cool. You know, it's a really good group of guys. You know, it's competitive, but at the same time, everyone's real supportive and care bear and gay shit like that. So, you know, a guy walks up. He's like, hey, man, you know, your swing's fine. You're just reaching for him. Take a step in and a step forward. This guy's throwing short all night. Next at bat, took a step in, step forward, was a little more patient, dropped one right between center left and left. And that's the trick with the swap, at least for me, is you don't swing for the fences. That's right. what the assholes do. Well, that's, Unless you're a friggin' meathead, go for the average. Right. Just get on base and let somebody else knock you in. Well, and that, that was my problem, especially because I was too far away from the plate. I was reaching for the ball. Everything was short, and I was trying. I had a $300 bat in my hand. I was trying to club the fuck out of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, because if I connect and I get some power behind it, it's going. You know, I've got some strength to, to hit that ball. But that, like I said, that second at bat, I relaxed. I got up there, just did a nice textbook swing, connected, dropped it right between the two outfielders, got a got it to double actually, and then uh, another guy knocked me in, and the and the rest of the night kind of went like that. Once I, like I said, that first at bat was embarrassing because I struck out, and who the fuck strikes out and in strikes softball. out in men's right. slow pitch? But after that, got my rhythm, and but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be doing it all summer. It's I, gonna I be had, fun. I had. Meant to do that this year because I, I have played on a softball team uh, three or four. I'm sorry, actually, it was more like five or six years ago. And the team was actually ho- absolutely horrible. I was actually asked to play by one of my customers because I had sold them a bat, and they were looking to get jerseys. I talked to them to getting shirts, and we nice. we did that. He's like, well, why don't, why don't you come play? We need an extra guy. So I showed up for like three games, and they were god-awful. Yeah. And the, the what the hell is their name? Like the Cheesy Bombers or some stupid shit like that. No, really, it was like the Cheesy Bombers. Like, wow. Uh, yeah, my leg is acting up. I can't <laughs> play anymore. I was meant to get back into it, but I always said I would only play softball if I was no longer able to play baseball. And unfortunately, I'm kind of in that position now where I can't play it. Not to mention, there aren't a whole lot of leagues around here for, you know, for right. baseball. So, well, that was actually the first thing we looked for. Like I said, I'm playing with uh, Zach. He, you don't know these people aren't going to find him. So fuck yeah. it. Not like <laughs> I need a radio name for him. Um, but. And half of them right now are going challenge accepted. <laughs> you know, son of a bitch. But anyways, you've become an achievement. Yeah, uh, I was. You know, originally we were looking for a men's baseball league to play, and that's that's the trick. That's what it, you want to find. Just around us, there weren't a lot of them, right. and you know, and they're were, very competitive. The ones that are. Well, yeah, and that was the thing we heard about. We found two that we were looking at and originally interested in. 
but we've we talked to people that have been in them. You know, I'm in a place to meet a lot of people that do that kind of mm-hmm. shit. And uh, one of my very regular customers, I see him every couple of days at, at my store. You know, he's like, dude, don't look. I understand wanting to play baseball, play softball. The guys in the baseball leagues, they're all assholes. You're not going to have fun, especially if you're just getting back into it. It's not going to be a good time. I can believe be, that. You know, so yeah. we said, fuck it. We'll play some softball. And then, uh, you know, if we're, we still want to do it next year, we'll um, go for a baseball league. So once we've got kind of the swing back and the stroke back and everything, so. I'm going to continue um, my little uh, my little getting into shape plan has been, which is the work in the treadmill, give another month, start hitting the weights, and, and I'm going to probably try and do the same thing next year. If not baseball, definitely softball. I'm going to be obviously in a bunch of better position to do that. Supposing right. my you know hands and my foot hold out, and i got to imagine they will. So uh, it's something I, I definitely want to get back into and actually play something active. Right. Granted, it's, i got to find something local. I wanted to get a bunch of my buddies from high school to play because we we're all great at baseball, and some of them are still in the area, but lazy bastards. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, as for my week, uh, pretty run-of-the-mill. I actually ended up working six days again, which really sucks. Right. Uh, it kind of sucks away your Saturday. Yeah, they're kind of new jobs kind of riding you a little bit here. Uh, they have been. Um, it's just because there's so much work to do, which is a right. good thing. It's, yeah, I mean... Job security, right? Got to give it that. Yeah. So I'm not well, going to complain about it. Especially if you know, right off the bat, all of a sudden you're the indispensable. guy. Hey, right, Amp, uh, we need there you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... Fourth wall. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, hey, Amp, we need you on Saturday. We got some shit we really need you right. to take care of. You know, that, that's a great sign, especially for you know possible future advancement and all that. But, but yeah, I can see how it'd suck. I see, Guma Boy has joined us, a friend of mine from my previous job. Oh, uh, yeah. There he is. I tell you what, he's. Uh, if we ever needed a show writer, an actual writer for material, he is that sick fuck that I would hire. <laughs> he's right in the same vein as Highlander, maybe even a little more creative. But that guy is hysterical. Always cracks me up when I used to work there. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's the definitive guy if we ever wanted a show writer, if we ever wanted to really expand the franchise into doing. I tell you what we should do. And I, I've been saying this for a long time, but it's a matter of time. We need to do more bits. More radio bits, you know, like we've done with. Uh, although you weren't involved in like the uh, the Twilight skit and the Bruce Campbell skit and uh, stuff along those lines. Yeah, I, that'd be a lot of that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. See, Scrub has rejoined us. He said earlier that uh, there's a lot of people on the base who are using his internet, so he's getting a, a choppy stream and he's not always able to get on here. So you know, Scrub, last week you showed us an entire arsenal of weapons. Yes. I'm sure pirating internet is something you can deal with. There's got to be a tank or a Bradley or something or a, you know, a Humvee just laying around that you could drive up in front and like honk the horn or something. Oh, actually, uh military related, not to tangent too hard. Did you see that uh that Air Force tech sergeant got the silver star for calling in airstrikes on the Taliban? No, I did not. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I have not I actually paid attention to the news the last several days, which is a little unusual. Okay, it, it was actually in the news today. I saw it. Um, basically, a bunch of guys are in Afghanistan rolling out. Okay, like three hundred Taliban try to pull an ambush. That's an awful lot of Taliban. Yes. Guess the final score. Zero. Two seventy to zero. Go USA. Because they got two seventy. They got. I guess they got two hundred and seventy of these fuckers. Not a single American casualty. They, you know, they got hit. They dropped down, hunkered down, started returning fire, took a couple out, and uh, they had an Air Force tech sergeant calling in airstrikes. I mean, they had. I, I looked down the list. It was um, 
They had F-16s. You know, they had 15 Echoes. They had F-A-18. Is this like a broken arrow type thing where they're being overrun and they just I, called I them don't, in? Or? I don't know the exact details. All I saw was the summary. You know what? I do remember the story about a, a sergeant who actually called in the airstrikes, but I didn't know that he got awarded. This is a oh, while ago, yeah. wasn't he it? Got, he got a, a while ago. Uh, yeah, it was like a couple months ago that yeah, the awards yeah, yeah. process just went through. Okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, he called in like F-16s. He called in 15 Echoes. They got two Navy F-18s. They called in two AC-130 Spectre gunships. Gunships. That's what. Go uh, fuck yourself. That's like America's just finger. My uh, my sister's sister-in-law is an advocate for those things. She's done two tours in Afghanistan, actually, on those things. Damn, that's cool. on the uh, gunships. And if you look at her, she is a fucking bombshell, man. It. Oh, yeah. My dad had had a couple to drink because he was in the Air Force in Vietnam. And then he was talking to her, and he stops and he kind of looks at her and says, "You could be nose art." And she, <laughs> <laughs> you're the Memphis Belle. No, she said, uh, "We never had captains like you in the Air Force when I was in the service." She's like, "Oh, thank you." She was very, was very sweet. She's a captain for the love of God. Wow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, let's see if I can. I I will pull up a picture for of her right now just to kind of drill home the point. Nice. I don't know why I feel the need to, but it kind of makes the story a little better. Where's the hell's the Facebook? It is cool though. I mean. I- you know, anytime you call in an AC-130, you know they're going to wreck some shit. Anytime you call in two, you are in the shit. But, of course, shit. it begs the question, 270, it begs the question, where the hell were they all, like, clumped up together? I mean, granted, these aren't exactly the most tactical geniuses, but... Well, no, they're retards. I mean, they charge down the mountain screaming, firing your AK from the hip, you know, whatever. But, um, anyways, well, I, I like I said, I only read the summary. I, I didn't see the full detailed thing on there, because I read it right. at work when I was supposed to be, you know, working. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was watching fantasy baseball and checking the news, whatever. But uh, anyways, like, I guess there were like 300 of them. And then they came at the, the U.S. and the, they had some Afghani guys, some Afghani security guys on their team. So they all kind of bunkered down and started shooting and held them off. And then in roll the airstrikes, just, you know, 500 pounders. They had Apaches and Kiowa gunships, you know, rolling in, doing the little bird dance. And um, then they had the Spectres come in. And just pound them to shit. I mean, you gotta love any aircraft that's got miniguns and howitzers sticking out the side. <laughs> yeah. So they started doing that, and then an actual quote from the sergeant, although I'm gonna paraphrase it, obviously, was, you know, it was amazing, it was awesome, it was the coolest thing watching two AC-130s chase these Afghani Taliban guys through the mountains, just shooting at them. So it, it was, it was a cool story. I don't know. Like I said, I saw it today, and it was kind of neat. So, and yes, I said neat. Go fuck yourselves. Wow, that's that her? No, that's my sister. Oh, okay. I haven't met your sister. Yeah. We should meet. <laughs> Whore. Uh, she really is. Whore. We should definitely meet that. Yeah, okay. Um, let me see. Now we're looking at the wedding pictures. Zing. That's the husband. Uh, da, 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 da. Do you right. like him? That's my brother. Uh, very cool guy. Very nice okay. guy. Okay. Then I'm, all right. Yeah, not near the douchebags that the others were. Um, right. There's a photo where she's in. Let me pull this one up. That's her. Um, that's a captain in the Air Force? Yeah, it's a captain in the Air Force that flies gunships. That's not bad at all. The, a, the what, the H-130, what the hell it is? C-130. Yeah. Hercules. Yeah, yep, that's her. That's that's cool. I believe her uh, fiancé is also a captain in the Air Force, but... Uh, well, he's just your standard Air Force fag, though. Right. It, no, it really is, because it looks <laughs> like you know somebody hit him in the face with an iron type thing, you know, mm. so... At any rate, uh... 
what else I did this week? Uh, yesterday I did have it was, I didn't tell anybody about this because uh, I was kind of keeping it on the on the down low. Miriam or Mystic Mame has been in Chicago for her niece's graduation for college. Right. Well, it is kind of a fourth wall. Right. But if I had told her I was having my surgery yesterday afternoon after work, she probably wouldn't have gone to Chicago and missed her niece's graduation, which I know she would have been kind of aggravated by. Um, so I didn't tell her, but I had my stone removed yesterday. Oh, which nice. is great. Yeah, ended up not being as big a deal as they had originally thought because of where it positioned itself. They so, get to do it with just the wires that like yep. minimally invasive shit. Right. They didn't have to cut me open, That's which good. was the original plan. So that's done. They popped it out of there. I a little sore, but other than that, feeling just fine. So what the hell is this one? Oh, tell me okay. I do have some articles from this evening, although not as many as I had hoped. Uh I didn't actually get a bunch from our ne'er do well old IRC rep, that being none left, he, for whatever reason, didn't send any in this week. Neither did Zana, for that matter. Lazy shit. He didn't do anything. Usually he sends in a bunch when he right. got a thing. He didn't get a single one. Oh, well. And Goomba Boy writes in. And plenty of okay. material, all of which is YouTube, which we can't use. But I'll take a look at it later. So, uh, What else did I do this week? Um, had a party last night. Had a surprise party for my... Uh, my cousin's husband. That was kind of fun. Got to play some cornhole. That's cool. No, that's pretty much it. And then today I worked in the yard, cleaned the house. Mr. Pim's due back probably about an hour or so between now and 8 o'clock, so she'll be back in Chicago. Next week she's in Iowa the whole weekend. She leaves Thursday, comes back sometime, I think, Tuesday. Yeah. So going to, go ahead. I was going to say, actually, speaking of cornhole, we should have another, you know, last summer we had that kind of like show barbecue deal. Already done. Second annual, uh, I was going to use my first name, but M's. July 4th. Okay. The only thing is that uh, my brother's getting married on July 7th, so we might have to move it back That's a week or move it up. But, yeah, same deal. Awesome. You, it'll be Highlander. Uh, I'll invite um, Baron. Yeah. Probably invite legal tender Gary. Yeah. Have him come over. So we can drink a little, play some cornhole, make some plan. food, yep. play magic, whatever. I'll make the steaks and the whole nine years we did last time. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Speaking of console fag. He was all about the casinos. The casinos opened up on Tuesday here, in, I'm sorry, on Monday here in Cleveland, uh, the Horseshoe Casino. Have you been to it yet? I have not. I didn't realize it was open. You have just destroyed wow. me. Wow, okay. Just by telling me that. Yes, all my all oh. the compulsive gamblers that I work with uh, were raging about it uh, this entire week. So my uncle and my aunt both worked there. My oh, uncle's okay. a supervisor and my aunt is a dealer. Think they can hook me up with a line of credit? Or... <laughs> <laughs> right, because you're good for it. Oh, yeah. What I did not know, I was kind of surprised by it, is that the dealers only make uh, they make less than minimum wage. They make four twenty-five an hour. Well, they're allowed to make less than the minimum wage because technically it, they're tipped. Right, they're getting tipped. I did not know that. I thought that they got you know because tip is you have no idea who's going to do it. Only if right. they win, etc. So yeah, but if you win and you're a compulsive gambler, everyone knows that tipping the dealer is good luck. So oh, is that how that works? I thought it was just you know common courtesy, or you just hopefully. Oh no, 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 no! It's if you don't tip the dealer, you're fucked. That's Look, I've been to many, many Indian casinos when I lived in California. We'd get hammered and play blackjack, and at some point, you know, we'd be drunk, $400 up, throwing $20 chips to the dealer for giving us good cards. Wow, okay. You know, I mean... And that's kind of what I thought is kind of you're hoping to get decent cards. Most people aren't that retarded about it, because me and my friends when I lived in California were. You know, we were very much casino people. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we normally came out on top, but every once in a while you lose a paycheck, and you're like, ah, shit, phone's getting turned off. But... You know, for the most part, most people are pretty decent about tipping the dealer. 
Okay. You know, and actually, uh, some casinos. Yeah, they said they expect to make about seventy grand in the first year. Yeah, I mean, they're so, you I mean, can make a, dealer, a decent I mean, amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and actually, some casinos. Uh, there was one of the casinos that we used to go to um, in the poker room. The dealer got. It, it was kind of like an auto tip. You could tip more if you wanted to, but out of every pot, the dealer would get uh, like a dollar. Okay. So you know, and for the most part, it didn't matter because you're talking. You know, we played, you know, five ten. So the pots would get a hundred dollars, where it's like, yeah, a dollar to the dealer. And that's not a big actually deal. what uh, um, legal tender but, was saying is he was going to go on a waiting list for the five ten instead of the one two they've got. Yeah. So that's I believe that's uh, Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, great game. Yeah, they've got 30 tables, and actually he downloaded an app on his uh, phone. It was kind of funny. We were at lunch, and he was looking at it. What it does is it updates in real time how many tables are in play, how many people are at each table, and then how many people are on a waiting list for a specific game. Oh, wow. For the Horseshoe Casino, they have their own app that does that. That's awesome. So he started handing it out to, like, the guy at the Quiznos. Uh, there was a guy standing in line behind us that said, oh, I heard you guys talking about it, uh, the new casino, and took a look at that, and he wrote that down, all kinds of stuff. So he's got, I mean, he's got the whole thing mapped out. I will find out from him tomorrow when I get to work exactly what happened this weekend. But he had planned on, you know, pissing his life away there. So because he is a big time, uh, well, he does handicapping for football, but he also plays a lot of cards. Big Texas Hold'em player. That's see, that's my problem. I am, as you know by now, I have a very compulsive personality. Right. Well, I think you kind of have to be to do something like this. Same thing with gaming. You're. Oh yeah. Right. You know, I, I mean, so if I. It's a good thing it's in Cleveland, is all I'm going to say. It's far enough away that it's close enough I can get there for an <laughs> evening or something. But, um... Oh, you're right. Screw up, puppy. Here's a tip, Indian casinos. Less rain dances, more time keeping your land. All your reservations are belonging to us. <laughs> well played. Go tribe. <laughs> Oh, they got spanked today. They lost today. You know what? I was, uh, when uh, Lulu was here, we were hanging out. Summer was, or my daughter was on the computer, and we were watching the uh, basketball game. And I hate basketball, but I wanted to see that the Pacers were leading three out of four quarters, and I thought they were going to beat LeBron again. Did they? No, they lost. uh, uh, LeBron put 40, and uh, Dwayne Wade decided to start playing. Because he had two points through the third quarter. Ew. So, yeah, they ended up winning in the the end. So Here's the thing. Damn it. And, And not to... Like I said, go too far off topic because this technically isn't a sports show. That's really whatever the hell we want to talk about. Right. Um, I despise LeBron James, and it's not for leaving. Really, the man, the man made his decision. That's fine. Yeah, you got to do what's best for you. You think your future's in Miami? More power to you. All the best. I hate him because of the decision. A one-hour fucking special. Yeah. To announce to all of us his decision. He didn't tell the Cavs ahead of time. He didn't tell anybody ahead of time. Except apparently Miami, who he told, hey, guess what, I'm coming. But they, and there's and a then, lot of speculation to believe that they knew long before that was the plan from I, three years ago. I don't care. Whatever it is, doing a one-hour self-glorification fucking jerk-off TV show, go fuck yourself, LeBron. Okay. If it weren't for that, I'd have him no ill will. But the decision as an idea, was just horrific. You couldn't think of any other way to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club of America, really. You had to do a one-hour narcissistic self-promotion piece of shit to make a 30-second But the money went to charity. Go No, fuck you. <laughs> Self-aggrandizing piece of shit. <laughs> what a jackass. And that, you know what, above everything else, I had to send that one to myself because I have to delete it off the phone. Hmm. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it was, Mr. Murphett says, I'm in agreement with Voyeur. And I think everybody in Cleveland, in fact, I think everybody in America was pretty much on board with the same idea. Yeah. Is that it's one thing if you're going to go elsewhere for whatever your reasons may be. Because right. you believe it's more competitive, because you just don't like Cleveland, because or you're going to get more, more money, money, which isn't the case. He ended no, up taking he less, yeah. and that's fine. All right, but two things really bother me. One is the fact that he had this pre-planned years ago, and they said they the three of them got together when they were playing for Team USA right, yeah, I in remember 2004 hearing about that. and knew this was going to happen. Let's make a way to play together, yeah. And Riley was in on it, okay? The second thing that bothered me— I didn't me, know that. Riley was. I oh yeah, know, I didn't know Riley was in. They I, I knew the three times. of them. Right. I knew the three of them had gotten together multiple times and said, let's find a way to play together. But I didn't know Riley was in on it. This guy says, I don't even watch the NBA anymore. The egos in that organization are out of control. No one cares about the game. They just want to get paid. And I think more so than... than These are all a bunch of gangsters and thugs. And that's the problem, is the hip-hop culture, and a lot of people have said the same thing, a lot of players have overtaken the game, and it's kind of uh, infused itself onto it. One of the problems with the NBA, and they are a very, very distant third in this country behind football and baseball. Yeah. Right? Those are the two kings of right. of uh, uh, the ratings, of the money, of the revenue. More people watch football on TV. Far more people go to see baseball games. They uh, they draw, outdraw uh, football by a very vast you know margin. Well, you got 160 games a year versus... With you know, stadiums that are, you know, half that size or a third of the size, oh, and a still, lot of them suck. Yeah, but, but still, still, more people are going to see baseball now than in any time in history. They're, I think they pulled in 120 million people through the turnstiles last year. Really? All right. But you've got basketball, who are 80-some games a season, with arenas, you know, not much smaller than uh, some baseball stadiums. The point being that the NBA markets the individual player. They do not market teams, right. with the exception of the Lakers. With the Heat and the Knicks. Those are three teams that they market as teams. And Celtics. I'm sorry, those four. But by and large, they market the individual player. You don't hear the Cavaliers are huge in China. You hear Kobe Bryant and LeBron James are huge in China. Right. LeBron James has his own museum in China. Such is his, you know, popularity. In China. In China. I didn't realize basketball was big in China. When Yao Ming came into the league, it became huge. Uh, I knew they got a boost from that. Yes. I didn't realize that all of a sudden as the NBA was... As far as sports go... Go China. In China, it's basketball. That's huh. their big thing. And a lot of it has to do with Yao Ming. You know, Which is weird, because most of them are fucking short. Right. Well, and that's why it's, yeah. you know, oh, giant, he go play in the NBA type thing. <laughs> Whereas, you know, in Latin America, it's, you know, football, I'm sorry, soccer and baseball are the kings. Soccer's a shitty game. I don't know. Tell the Europeans. Uh. Tell the Africans. Tell the I, South look, Af- South I get, Americans. Uh, I, right. I, and I don't, this is going to sound horribly offensive, but I don't care because it's not. Right, on this show. Right, whatever. Look, I get why soccer, soccer is popular in a lot of countries, especially the poorer countries, because all you need is a, a ball, ball or something vaguely round. Same with basketball. You know, well, at least in basketball, you need a hoop. I mean, fuck, you can make a soccer goal out of some sticks if you want to. Or just go, it's over there, and draw a line in the dirt. They do that, you know. I get why it's big over there. It doesn't cost anything to play. But I live in America. And in America, we're wealthy enough to afford real fucking sports. I cannot... I don't mind playing soccer. It's okay. I cannot abide watching soccer. I'm going to quote one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Sports Night, and say soccer illustrates the sheer pointlessness of a 0-0 tie. Can't stand it. I can't watch it. They can call it the beautiful game all they want in Italy. I'm fucking bored. No, it's Italy. True. And how's their economy doing? Uh, 
but in, in basketball, and that's the reason why I cannot watch it. You know, I had a friend of mine say, well, you just don't like all the black people. He said, it's kind of hard to watch any sport that doesn't have lots of black people. True. That ain't my problem. Some of my best friends at work, you know, are African-American. They really are. In fact, they're going Pulling out the age-old white defense. Damn right. My best friend. My best friend. I, I would say some of my my good friends. I wouldn't say is best friend. tan, and that's close enough. That's right. He's brown person. <laughs> going, to a couple, going with a few of them to the game on Thursday, actually. We're, we're cutting work and going to... Uh, uh, the baseball game, the businessman special. Of course, I can get away with it because, you know, the one who invited me, an African-American, <laughs> is head of his entire department. So we can kind of do that. Goomba Boy says, it's simple. Most folks who can afford big sports watching TVs are white, and white folks are still not comfy watching a bunch of athletic black men. Makes us nervous. No, my that's not my issue. My issue with it is the fact that these people, the, the, like LeBron James, is a, a classic case study of a person who is narcissistic to uh, the point of, of ignorance of everything around him. He was, and this is, this is a verifiable fact, that he was stunned when people started burning his jerseys in the streets on the night of the decision. I remember I was at my parents' house, and I was dog-sitting at the time because they were out. I was sitting at the kitchen table. I had picked up some chicken from the convenience store down the, down the way. And I was having dinner, and I was wearing my my LeBron James Cavaliers baseball jersey, which I would still wear to this day if I could find a way to get the, the James part of it kind of ripped out of the back. Right. Because they don't make – it's a majestic six-button baseball jersey. They don't make them anymore. Uh, and I was watching this, and they had the decision, and the way he was acting, and he was looking down at the, at the table. He wasn't really talking to the guy in front of him. The whole thing was a sham. And ESPN had made this big deal that, that – they were going to make sure that the questions were answered. This was not going to be a shill for him. And then you find out that he was able to handpick the person. Right. He was able to handpick the person who's interviewing him. All the, the uh, questions were softball. And you knew. You knew that Cleveland was about to get fucked on national television. Yep. A city that already has the biggest inferiority complex of anybody in the country. All right. Because of stuff like this that always happens. And the douchebag, just like I said, went on there and embarrassed his hometown. Oh, but I'm from Akron. Funny, that wasn't what you were saying when you were here and collecting the millions of dollars and you know, going to us and the fans, wanting us to come in and support you. Right. Oh, born and raised in Cleveland area. Now you're from Akron. Well, guess what? People in Akron don't want you. They took down home of LeBron James on the big sign in Akron as you're driving the city. They took that down for a reason. I'm tired of the game being about the player. This oh, I this completely isn't agree. This is not a game where it revolves around a player. It's not golf. All right? That's a little different. Right. This is a team sport. And you ain't Michael Jordan. <laughs> so and you're never going too. to be. And you know what the sad the sorry thing is, Vire, is I'm pretty sure he's going to win a title because the only person that could stop, the only team would have been Derrick Rose and the Bulls. And he's gone for the year. The Which only thing that might sucks. help is the fact that Chris Chris Bosh is out of it because he's gone for the year too. Dwayne Wade has become a mental midget in the last few games, and I don't even know why, but he can't hit the broad side of a barn. But it just it aggravates me that these people get forty, fifty, hundred, two hundred million dollars, and they're fucking children. They really are, and that's what gets me. No, I, I completely agree with everything you just said, Scrub. Hey, don't worry, Cleveland. At least he has Drew Carey. That's right. We got the prices right. Yay. And we have this show, God damn it! That's right. The Emperor's Court, live from Cleveland, Ohio. You bastards. With enough people listening, we, we might be able to fill 
three quarters of Gundarina. So at least when Michael Jordan was big, it was because he could play like a boss. And he was. And you didn't hear about all the, the cool Michael Jordan stories until after he retired. Like he was a compulsive gambler. He lost his fortune. All the chicks he banked, he would force them to sign uh, non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> Did you ever read that? Yeah. yeah. That's now awesome. that's a boss. That's a guy who knows his shit. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll screw your brains out. I'll let I'm, you be with Michael Jordan, but... You're going to need to sign right you here on this NDA, yep. please. Manly stuff. Em, get your baseball bat. Go down to wherever he is and bust his kneecaps. True story. The son of a bitch went out and hired extra security. He actually went and hired all of the off-duty sheriffs in Summit County on the night of the decision to watch over wow. his property because he's afraid of people vandalizing his house, which, you know what, they very well might have if they thought they could get away with it. True. But he was stunned when people started burning his jersey because he thought that we would follow him no matter where he went because he we was, were LeBron James fans, not Cavaliers fans. He was stunned, yet he had the foresight to go hire the entire Summit County Sheriff's Office to watch his fucking house. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know about that one. Verve, man. Gladly MJ left baseball. Look. Okay, now I'm getting some feedback. Hang on. Somebody's got there on the video wall has... Uh, Oh, it was Scrub, I think. Yeah. You Fail. And it went off. Yeah, he's got He's listening to speakers. That's okay. I muted you on, on my end, Scrub. You're fine. But uh, the reason MJ got into baseball to begin with is because they had to get him out of, I guess, uh, mute on the wall. They had to get him out of basketball because his gambling was starting to come to the forefront. So, uh, was it David Stern? had to shuffle him off, and they actually talked the White Sox into taking him, which was fine for the White Sox because they were a garbage team then and are now, and they needed the draw. So there you go. But that's the thing that bugs me about about basketball. It, nothing aggravates me more than than an individual. It's a team sport. It's the same thing with gaming. You yep. know, people bother me all the time. Well, you don't want to play one-on-one. Well, I, I'll tell you what. Anytime you've, and this I'm sure has happened to you too, Vyar. I get into a, a game, all right? It's a, let's say it's a team game, a Team Fortress or Quake or, you know, Unreal Tournament or StarCraft. Yeah. This happened all the time in Rome, all the time. Desperado here would, I'm sure, would back me to the hilt on this one. You'd beat a guy. And, you know, inevitably trash talk begins usually because, you know, either I'm starting it or they are, and I'm not going to let him get away with it, and I'd, you know, get right back to him. Right. But inevitably is, well, you couldn't beat me one on one. Well, this is a losing proposition. I've already yeah. beaten you once. I will go... That's strange. Shouldn't have to do that. I, it, oh, crap. I gotta remember how my password It's auto-logged on my other one, but it's been forever since I used Steam on this computer. Yep. Anyways, what will end up happening is, uh, before I lose my train of thought, uh, I didn't know you can get the PlayStation Network on Steam. Mm-hmm. No shit. Well, I never get to the screen, so I never see it. The thing... If I beat you one-on-one, you're just going to say, oh, you couldn't beat me again. It's inevitable. I'm going to have to keep on playing until you either admit defeat or you stop talking trash. Neither of which are going to happen, okay? And even if I beat you one-on-one, that means nothing because you can deny it. You can give an excuse. The point is I beat you once, so it really matters. Right. It was a team game to begin with. And that's one of the reasons I like to play in a team game. Right. right? I like bigger games. I like more people involved. Basketball is the same thing. It's five guys against five guys. Not LeBron James against the Spurs. It, it just, it, I'm not really sure how we got on this tangent. It has nothing to do with video games. It just <laughs> pisses. It, we're going, we're, we're almost at an hour. Nice. We haven't covered shit yet. It's just, and that's what I think with basketball is. I just cannot get into the sport. And it's not the sport because I played it. Uh, I played it in middle school. I played it in high school. Not on the team, but intramural stuff like that. 
not tall enough to play, you know, high school basketball or whatever. And the NBA has no problem with this. They have no problem marketing the player, selling the jersey with the name on the back, not the front. And yeah. I think it's a fundamentally wrong, and this is why they are a very distant third. That's why the NBA has been in such financial straits forever. That's why the big contract negotiations, why the lockout happens. I, I mean, I completely agree, like I said, with everything you're saying. And my other thing is the NBA players as a whole, you know, maybe it, it, there's always that the few bad apples ruin it for everyone. But it seems to be a much bigger problem in the NBA than other sports. Now, yeah, you can throw out names like, for example, Michael Vick in football. Right. You know, what an asshole. But the thing is, in the NBA, get, shooting someone, getting caught, uh, fucking, what was it, uh, Delonte West <laughs> getting caught on his motorcycle, yeah. fucking desperado style with, with a, a gun, shotgun yeah. in the guitar case. You know, I mean... Drugs, threats in the locker room, guns in the locker room, idiot police shit. I, I mean, it happens all the time. And, I mean, these people are fucking children. Now, you hear about some shit like that in all sports. You know, there's always right. going to be that asshole. But you just hear about so much more in the NBA. You know, I, I don't... And they get away with it. Yeah, they get they away, get with, away it. with it. They, you know, they get paid millions of dollars to play a game... You know, they try to do this whole the NBA Cares campaign as their newest thing. Or, yes. Well, not newest, but it's been, you know, it's their latest attempt to try and rebrand themselves. It's going to be a fucking failure when every three weeks you hear about some NBA player having another run-in. You can't brand yourself as NBA Cares and then have two players get brought up on drug charges. Have another player, turns out, has a gun in the locker room. Right. You know? I mean, it's it just... Run our test? Who had... Oh, no, no, no. It was... Uh, uh, da, 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 uh, Gilbert Arenas? Yeah, Arenas. Yeah. He's the one that had the gun in the locker room. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. I, I I agree with everything you're saying, and I think it's just a symptom of the culture that permeates the game. And they, and that's what gets me. It's the fact that it, is, it isn't just happening. It wasn't in a vacuum. It's the fact that the, the league chose to do it this way. Yeah. And that's what really bothers me, is that this they looked at this business plan and said, this works for us, this is a good idea, let's go down this path. And it really achievements. that's why a lot of people don't follow professional sports anymore, because of shit like this, and who can blame them? You know, a lot of people left, like here in Cleveland, a lot of people stopped being Browns fans or being NFL fans when they, you know, screwed us the way they did. Right. You know, a lot of people stopped paying attention to basketball because of what LeBron did. It's the same thing. If you're allowed to get away with this, if this happens on a regular basis... Why should we? And you know what? And let me ask you this. Fire um, is my, for some reason, my, uh, there we go. Chris Perez, and I, I hate to turn this into a sports show, but we're going to anyways, because this is, this is of interest to me. All okay. right. Chris Perez called out the fans. He's the closer for the Cleveland Indians. <clears throat> all right. He made a big deal about the fact that he got booed on Thursday because he was having a rough outing. Now, he ended up getting out of it without giving up any runs. But it really, you know, made him upset because he got booed. He didn't think that he needed to, he had done anything to deserve being booed. But then he goes on this huge tirade about the fact that no one's coming out to Cleveland Indians games to support the team when they're in first place. And I, he's talked to all these players, both, you know, past players, ex-players, uh, people that are here, people have left, and how none of them want to come to Cleveland. Nobody wants to play in Cleveland. We should be happy to have anybody here. Wow, suck my balls, Chris. What bothers me about this, other than the obvious, is the fact that these people need to understand we have had one playoff run since 2001. Right. And I think you just undid your mic. 
Nope. Yeah, you killed your mic. The hell did you do to it? All right, try now. Hello. Nope, I'm back. Yeah, stop doing that. I will not touch it again. Okay. Oh, my last achievement was the Imperial Wreath. Conquer all of Europe. Yeah, uh, Napoleon Total War. Nice. Anywho. Uh, I've gotten like eight new invites in the last week, and I haven't been online at all. I get invited to groups I've never talked to, never had anything to do with on Steam. It's really weird. Uh, I was actually looking to see if Desperado was on here. Uh, no. The Imperial Princess has come down here. What do you want? You want me to turn off the air conditioning when it's 80-some degrees outside? Yeah. Weren't you the one begging me to put the air conditioning on earlier? <laughs> we can bring the dogs down from Grandma's if you can put the air conditioning on. Never did. Yes, I will put... The, you know where the thermostat is. Turn it to off. I will be up in a few minutes when we go on break, and I'll do that for you. She's been very crabby all day. No. Go. She's been very crabby all day. Gaming related. All right. So Xanath decided to get off his ass and sent a whopping one article. Well, I hope he didn't break his fingers finding it. <laughs> Does that sound ungrateful? <laughs> Too bad. Anyways, here's the thing about, about fans. And, and, and this is kind of related, and we're going to kind of pull this whole thing together. Poster, get away. Would you put away the stupid, I don't know if she's still here. Get rid of the damn pony. And I'm going to pull this all in with what I was talking about in the Diablo 3 discussion uh, earlier on the VTW forums, okay, about and the way fans are being treated and how they're going to respond to gaming companies. We'll get that a little later on. The reason people in Cleveland have the worst uh, attendance record in baseball, despite being in first place, is since 2005, 2005 and last year, both of them, we spent most of the first half of the year in first place and then had a colossal collapse yep. afterwards. In 2008 <clears throat> and 2009, coming off of our playoff run within a one game of the World Series in 2007, we were a garbage team and sucked from the beginning in 2008, despite returning all the same players in the roster, okay? <clears throat> so to the fact where we traded away everybody to rebuild again. We have an owner who refuses to bring in any top-notch players, and the one or two guys we have brought in, like Ibaldo Jimenez, which we actually went out and spent and give away quite a bit to bring in as a pitcher, well, something should have really occurred to us that since the old maximum baseball is you don't trade pitching. Well, if the Rockies are willing to give up such a top-notch pitcher for what we gave them, chances are he probably wasn't going to be as good as advertised. Right. And, oh, look, he blows donkey schlong. So, and that's just the way it's been. People in Cleveland are pissed. We don't like the owner. We're tired of getting our hearts, uh, uh, putting our hearts and our souls and our pocketbooks into a team that ultimately fails every single fucking time. We're tired of it. Scrub sent in some articles. Okay. You know, it gets to the point where we become gunshot. And you know what? We're a little bitter. We're a little cynical. And yeah, we're a hell of a lot jaded. That's just the way it is. And for this dick lick to go out in there and, and call us out and say, well, these people need to come out and support us. We're in first place. You're 40 games into a 160-game season. You're not exactly blowing people out right. of the water here. You have only played one team that's been above, I'm sorry, two teams now who are above 500. One of which we just dropped two games to, that being the Marlins. The other one we beat was the Rangers. So I'll tell you what, Chris Perez, wait till we get to August. If you guys are still in first place, then you know what? We're going to come out and watch you. Maybe not as much, but we're going to come out and take a look. The reason why we sold out 455 straight games 
which at the time was a record for baseball, it never happened before, was because we were dead. We were a shit team for 40 years before we finally started playing well. And we had a, a period of what, nine years? Eight, nine years where we sold out eight. every single game. Yeah, like eight. Yes. And you know what? They never won a championship. They always fell short. So go out and prove to us first, well, we got a great team. No, you have a good team. And you're playing well right now. That doesn't mean you're going to be in first place at the All-Star break, which is what happened last year. Because after the All-Star break, you completely collapsed and you sucked. And maybe I'm getting a little pissed. I mean, this jack, I've been here since 2009. Way to go, asshole. I've been here since 78. You know what? I've seen all the teams. I've been there in the games, in the lean years and in the good years. And you've always failed to deliver. You've been here since 2009. Big fucking deal. You had a shitty year last year where you had some very mediocre saves. You've had some rough spots this year. Who are you to lecture us about anything? You were a nobody. You were a very mediocre closer on a slightly above average team right now. We'll see where you are a month from now or two months from now. But going out there and blowing your own horn 40 games into the season means exactly dick. This is baseball. Anything can happen. And unfortunately, history has shown that usually in us, ours collapses. If they could get the actors from Major League to play, I'd be a season ticket holder as a scrub puppy. Yeah, I'd go out there and see Ricky, you know, Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn. See him throw down and snort some coke on the field with his goddesses. Why not? It's Charlie Sheen. Uh, these are artists and articles I'm looking at. It's just it, it really aggravates the piss out of me when they have this kind of attitude. When they're blaming the fans like it's somehow it's our fault. No, asshole, it's your fault. We're tired of backing losers. We're tired of backing people that get there and then fail spectacularly. We're tired of just being let down. It's not just in baseball. It's in every fucking sport we've ever had. The one guy we thought would actually be able to get us to a championship. If, if such a thing could be done, throwing it on the back of, of one person in a team game, it was LeBron James. And we know how that ended. So fuck you, Chris Perez. I don't care if you are a Cleveland Indian. I just want people to come out to the game. No, your little tirade started off about how you hate Cleveland and how nobody wants to be here. Quote, nobody wants to play in front of 5,000 fans. We know the weather stinks, but people see that, low attendance. Other players know that. You know what? When the team was good, we didn't care if it was 40 degrees with 20-mile-an-hour winds coming off of Lake Erie. We were still there. We came to the games. I went to 38 of them in 2007 alone, and I've kept, I always keep all my ticket stubs because I write down the score of the game on the ticket itself. So piss off. I just... I'm just reading some of the... We'll, yeah, get to this. Was, we'll talk about it. I was looking at it, yeah. yeah. I got tickets for Tuesday night's game. I'm going to the Thursday game. Because nice. a, a friend of mine at work uh, works for the Indians and got a couple vouchers for like two free tickets. Oh, that's cool. Uh, she just gave them to me on Friday. So, But I've got two free tickets for the Thursday game. And the air conditioning just kicked out. I think she probably goofed up something. <laughs> Gotta love her, but when it comes to electronics, <laughs> you just you can't let her go. Uh, I got tickets for... The Tuesday's game. I got tickets for Thursday's game. I just got two f- tickets from because that uh, BP is doing that uh, special, that's promo. No, if I you fill up, it. if you do ten gallons or more, fill up five times. You give the, you go to the clerk, you give them the receipt. They give you a scratch off. 
You get five scratch-offs. You put them in a code on their website, and they send you two free tickets. Oh, that's cool. To any Indians game between now and like the end of July. So I've got tickets to uh, to take Eve out for her birthday in June. So I just got those against the Reds. Speaking of which, today is Eve's birthday. So happy birthday to Eve. Um, I don't think she can hear us because she's in Pittsburgh for the day. Actually, she's probably on her way home. So there's that. But I've got tickets to the games. I'm going to go. Now, I haven't paid right. for any of them per se. That's not the point. But I am going to go. Right. And there are a few baseball fans as bigger than I am. Uh, very true. But you know what? And it's kind of like what we're going to get to a little later on with the gaming. If you you know burn us enough times, if you shit all over us enough times, eventually we're going to wake up. We're going to realize we're going to smarten up and say enough is enough. We don't want anything more to do with this. And this is one of those times. In, in baseball in Cleveland, with the Dolans running the team, that is my opinion. I'm tired of it. Instead of you know telling me what I should or should not do, instead of telling me what I should be supporting, how about you prove it to me first? Show me what you can do. The uh, you can actually make a difference. Show me that you can win games. Show me that you're a competitive team. Show me that you can beat other teams of the same kind of quality as you claim you guys are. Then we'll talk. The Tigers are in town starting uh, Tuesday, so we'll see how that goes. At any rate, uh, that's enough of my little sports tirade, which has been going on now for. A- <laughs> I don't a lot remember longer how we got on topic. Oh, because LeBron James. Like oh, that. yeah. LeBron James is an asshole to sum up. Yes. Go fuck yourself. So, I don't know why, but Lulu decided to send me a picture of her yard because she said hers is bigger than mine, and I believe it. So, yeah. Poster Amp is so old that they are speculating if the Big Bang was breaking a... It was him breaking a wind. That's the best you can come up with, Pusser? Really? Hondo, Emp is so old, dirt calls him sir. Emp is so old that his birth certificate was written on stone tablets. Emp is so old that he could be Gnome's daddy. Emp is so old that Octail seems young in comparison. How the hell did this start? Why, because I said I've been in Cleveland since 78? Either that That's or hardly because you old. sound terribly grumpy. Well, I am in a pissy mood. Uh, Look, I'm sore. I pulled a stone out of me for the love of God. True. Uh, I'll give you that. So Amp is so old that when God said, let there be light, Amp said, yes, say please. That's right. God had to say, say please to me. At least she got that part of it right. any rate. He's so humble, ladies I, and gentlemen. <laughs> nobody turns in, tunes in for humble emperor, <laughs> do they? True. So we're about an hour into this. We haven't discussed a single thing we actually had on tap. Uh, let's see if there, we have a quick article here to get to. Probably not. Well, there is this one. This one from uh, Scrub Puppy sent this one in from Fox News. Video games about Jesus, the devil released on same day. It's a battle of biblical proportions. Software maker Blizzard Entertainment released its hotly anticipated role-playing game Diablo 3 from the burning hells on Tuesday. And it's a bad day for demons, the company said. <laughs> and for consumers. <laughs> At the same time, Lightside Games announced the release of Journey of Jesus, The Calling which you call the first ever video game based on the life of Jesus. Well, it doesn't have a very good ending, if it's anything true to life. (laughs) The timing was not lost on Brent Dusing, Dusing, CEO of Lightside Games. Quote, both games immerse the player and you are what you eat, Dusing said in a statement. While one game goes uh, one direction, Journey of Jesus, the calling, players walk in the Messiah's steps in an authentic experience of of Israel in Christ's time. 
Despite its demonic name, the hellishly fun Diablo 3 actually lets characters play the good guys who battle a newly awakened devil, which I was about to go to. In the role-playing game, players become one of five heroic characters, a barbarian, a witch doctor, a wizard, a monk, or a demon hunter, and combat the endless legions of evil in a quest to eliminate the forces of the burning hells. Quote, now that Diablo 3 is live, we hope everyone's ready to have a hellishly good time slaying demons, collecting loot, and waiting to play our game, says Mike Moraine. That last part added by me, CEO and co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment. To play the free Journey of Jesus, players log on to Facebook and type the name of the game into the search bar. They then choose paths, explore the historical world, search for items and artifacts, and learn about the era's politics, religious landscape, history, and everyday life. Christian leaders offered praise for Journey of Jesus in a press release put out by the company. Quote, why would a theologian endorse a social gaming game? Because 300 million people weekly log on to social games and because Journey of Jesus, The Calling, takes players to the life of Christ in a fun, reflective, and entertaining way. I guarantee you I would dispute the last part of that statement. The company said that more than 2 million players enjoyed its last social game, Journey of Moses, launched in 2011. Enjoyed. Hmm. Um... Considering the graphic nature of Christ's demise, I don't know if that would be a, you know, appropriate for all ages. It's like saying people enjoyed... Uh, fuck, why... Oh, Passion. There it is. Good movie. Nobody enjoyed kids. it. Yes. It was very gruesome. Right. Very graphic. You know, so... Griefers everywhere. <laughs> uh, Jesus collecting loot? Weird. No, I don't think Christ drops loot when he died. <laughs> oh, look, I found a spear. Look, I found oh, a rose. Oh, God. There's a sponge. Uh, when I come here, I worry about Muslim suicide bombers taking you out. Scrub Puppy, you can play with up to 12 other people in co-op with Journey of Jesus. <laughs> Damn it, I don't want to be an apostle anymore. Why do I get to be apostle? Get it? Yeah, well played. We... Oh, Scrub, get it? It's an apostle joke. Yeah, well, yeah we got it. <laughs> oh, Zerglin, I'll play it. I always enjoy a good fantasy game. Zing. Weak. Weak. He's a good Catholic boy. I must endorse the journey of Jesus. Yes. Okay, the delay's not that bad. I thought it was. It, it looked worse than it was. And you're back here again. All right, folks, i got to take a break now so I can go fix the air conditioning or the princess will just keep coming down here. I'm bugging me because she's a brat. Not to mention we're going to be going for an hour. When we come back, I promise we actually get to some articles other than the one we just read. It'll be more entertaining. We still have that Diablo 3 debate to come up with, and I have a feeling it's it, it's going to strike a lot of people with one way or another. Mm. I'm hoping you will be more in support of my point of view. We'll find out. Warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. You're listening to the Emperor's Court here on BTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. All right, folks, we're back here on the Emperor's Court here on Universal World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by Varyar. Hey. 
I, you Why? Know, you couldn't, uh, yeah, yeah, could yeah. you sound any more enthusiastic? I am so happy to be here. It is an honor. Clearly. <laughs> you know what? I, I got beer. I'm good. There you go. I, I'm happy. We were just breaking out the finer points. In fact, you forgot to tell me about your business venture. We were breaking out the finer points of the upcoming election here in the United States. Ah, so. uh, yes. Very entertaining. So, you know what? I want to knock out a few of these other articles before we get into the, the meat and potatoes, which is going to be Diablo and Facebook. Now, Facebook. everybody, yes. Oh, the, the IPO. Facebook, yeah, the initial, okay. uh, the initial, oh, God, I, initial public offering. Thank you. I don't know why my mind just went blank. No problem. Yeah, apparently Facebook did not pull in the money they thought they were going to. Uh, like, I'm not surprised at all by that. How about that ass monkey that uh, renounced his citizenship to dodge taxes? What a yeah, douche. Yep. Uh, followed up by some Democratic senator or as a congressman. One of the two is actually submitting forth a bill that will tax people who renounce their citizenship anyways. In fact, yeah. they're going to raise the tax even higher on those who would renounce their citizenship so they can dodge taxes. Hmm. He wants to go after them. But that is actually happening more and more. I read an article on it. Uh, yeah, let's do that instead of just lowering taxes and making it more attractive to stay here. Right. That makes but it's, sense. But the point was that well, we uh, You we know what? Hit, I have a great idea. I heard about this country that in the 50s and 60s built this giant concrete wall and manned guard towers so people couldn't escape. Why don't we yes. just go straight to that? Because someone's got to pay for that concrete wall. So yeah, you but want to really hire American listen, contractors to make it? There's plenty of other people's money apart. out there. Okay. Well, I mean, if someone else is going to you know, put it up, I know exactly where I'd put it. Mexican border. <laughs> no, it's to keep people out, not... Or well, to exactly. keep people in, I mean, I not keep people out. We can keep ours in and keep theirs out. I'm fine with it. There <laughs> we go. Let's do that. Yay, East Germany. Where the hell was I going with this? I don't remember. I had a I... point and I just got <laughs> lost again. That happens a lot. Damn it, I'm not used to having not having our, our uh, segments here with, you know, the stupid video game over the week and the quickening. Oh, I have a segment. Nope. I got nothing. You're just shaking your head. They yeah, can't I, see it. Yeah. I, Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Facebook. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Uh, the IPO. Yeah, apparently it did not, the stock did not continue to rise as demand kept on playing into it. They expected to go up to like $45, $46, $47. And they were supremely optimistic. Right. And it, it started off at 38 and I think it closed about 40 mm-hmm. I think at some point it did hit 45 but they, they said it would be a $100 billion company. But one of the articles I saw said it raised about $16 billion. What gets me is the fact that Zuckerberg, who actually owned the damn thing, created it the whole nine yards, only got, I know it's only, only brought in about a billion dollars, a billion and a quarter. That's it. I thought for sure he'd be making a hell of a lot more. Yeah, I thought he'd pull in more than that. Right. But, I mean, I mean, it's a, let's say it's a $100 billion company. You get 1% of that? Or 10% of that? How that? No, 1% of that. I, I don't get it. I don't know exactly I, how I, it okay. went down. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not at all surprised that they didn't make what they thought they were going to make. You know, all those massive valuations of Facebook, I, I don't understand what they were basing that on. You know, right. it's going to be a $100 billion company. Why? I mean, really. If you actually look at their revenues and their books... They're not a $100 billion company. They're not worth that much. I think they were just massively overhyped, and the market recognized that. And I think that's what a lot of people are starting to say. And I read some of the, uh, some of the insiders and some of the, the analysts for the stock market who are saying much the same thing, that people realize that this got a lot of hype behind it because it's Facebook. Right. Well, 500 million people log in a day. Well, yeah, it's like 900 whatever million. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 900 million people log in a day. Okay, well... Um, Remind me exactly how many pay for it. 
And those games that you can play on Facebook where you buy coins and shit, where does that money go? You know, there's only so many banner ads. There's only so much advertising happening. You can't, there's only so much advertising you can do, even on a website like Facebook, before the entire page is just ads and nobody wants to go there. There's only so much money to be made. Yeah. And that's just it. There's a finite amount. This isn't, you know, a company that doesn't have a ceiling. Guma boy, Zuckerberg got married today. Hope the honeymoon performance is better than the stock performance. <laughs> also, he says, Andy Gibb from the BGs and the Lockerbie Bomber both died today. Strange coincidence. <laughs> Scrub, we need to tax those douchebags. All they do is have kids and buy pit bulls anyways. He's talking about poor people. Right, yeah. I have a pit bull. But I am kind of poor. Yeah. My pit bull did not like you. No? Remember when you came over for uh, WrestleMania? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Was, yeah. Well, okay, at first, he didn't like me. Right. And then he ended up with two feet on the floor and his ass in my lap. Yeah, that happens because he's a pussy. You told, yeah. him give me, you told me to give him a piece of pizza, so I gave him some pepperoni or shit, and then he wouldn't That's leave me alone. That's all I needed. Right. Yeah. Done. He's like, oh, I guess we're friends. Yeah, I very rarely do I see him kind of bark at anybody, and he just kind of woofed at you, which is strange because he doesn't bark much at all. So. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, so I, I do want to get to Facebook a little more, obviously Devil 3, but I want to get some of these articles out of the way first. This one sent in, uh, sent in Union for Gamers. I was wondering what the hell this is. Yeah, YouTubers riot, YouTubers riot breaking news. Now, I don't know what the hell this is, but you're going to read it, so we're going to find out. All right. The Union for Gamers is an initiative that Athene has launched to work together with anyone and everyone who wants to contribute in a meaningful way to protect gamers as content creators in the current legal landscaping of live streaming. Holy shit, that's a lot of prepositions. YouTube content production, etc. For now, the project is simple and doesn't have a real website yet. But we have a forum and we have launched our first initiative. We've worked together with Curse, who have recently started their own YouTube network, like Machinima and TGS, to put together a contract that takes a drastically different approach towards YouTube partnership. While networks tend to do everything they can to protect themselves and keep you tied to their company as fully and for as long as they can, we took the approach of putting the content creator central rather than the network. As a result, Curse's YouTube partnership contract reads more like an amendment to protect the rights of YouTubers instead of a contract that tries to lock you into things. To make sure that Curse's contract protects YouTubers and benefits the community, we made sure to implement the following key elements. 1. No confidentiality. Feel free to share the contract and talk about it with others. Okay. 2. No exclusivity. You're not bound to Curse or YouTube. You're free to stream and upload wherever. Number three, leave whenever you want. While most contracts tend to lock you in for at least a few years, this one can be canceled at any time. And number four, $3 CPM. One of the absolute highest dollar per thousand view rates you'll find, higher than what many top YouTubers get paid. So wait a minute. This is a alternative to YouTube, I'm, essentially? I, I'm reading it, and I'm not understanding positive. what exactly this is because okay if curse is an alternate wait hold on let me we work together with curse who have recently started their own youtube network to put together a contract that takes a drastically different approach towards youtube partnership i'm i'm still confused okay hold on let's keep reading okay Curse is currently looking for content creators with 5,000-plus subscribers who are interested in joining the network. People with lower subscriber counts can also be eligible in some cases when the content is of high quality. The full contract can be read below. Contact Curse if you're interested. If you have any questions, make sure to consult the forum. And you can email them at YouTube at Curse.com, blah, 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 And then blah, here's blah, the blah. contract. Now, essentially, I'm what, I'm, what I'm getting out of this is 
and I'm not really entirely sure how YouTube is able to monetize it because I do know that what happens is when you have X amount of, of viewers, I was always under the assumption that YouTube was the one that paid you, but when we talked to Total Biscuit about he said that, that, no, it was the if your other companies right. pay you, right? So is Lulu M's Lulu? I assume I had never seen a Lulu prior to this one, so I assume they're the same person. Of course, I suppose it could be a giant coincidence. No. Scrub, what are you drinking? Is it alcohol? Let me know. Because you're not supposed to have it when you're in theater. And yet, I recommend it. Which is strange, because I was talking to my dad the other day. And he used to, I guess, the Air Force used to party with the Marines when they were overseas. uh, Because I guess he went on a couple SAC teams with them. I guess he would help set up ambushes. On his days off, actually. I I did not know this. He's like, yeah, on my days off. When I wasn't on patrol or whatever, a couple of us guys would go with the Marines, would go out on patrol, and they would set up. I forget what the hell it was, what SAC meant. Um, something or other, strategic ambush commander, I don't, whatever the hell it was. I, I know it was strategic air command, but... It, no, no, I, no, 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 I know. SAT team. Yeah, I know. SAT team, not SAC, SAT. Okay, that makes more sense. Whatever the case was, they would set up the ambush, the Marines would kind of, would chase them into their fire, and then they'd shoot at them, whatever. Right. He said, but what they would get together and party is because, and I forget which one it was, but one of them, the Air Force was able to get the steaks, the Marines were able to get the beer, and they would have joint cookouts because, and I don't know why one service was allowed, one and one wasn't, but they would then trade steaks for beer and they'd have a joint cookout type thing. Huh. And he said, we, you know, we got to do that in, when we were in Vietnam. And then I hear about, well, we're not allowed to have alcohol overseas, but it's because they're Muslim countries? Is that the reason why? Uh, it's because it's a combat zone. I mean, it, I mean, yeah, the rules have changed, definitely. But on the other hand, you're not allowed to have alcohol, but, dude, everybody can get right. it. Because we I, do owe him some alcohol of some kind because he, yeah, you know, true. exchanged that, so. Actually, uh, tell... Uh, Scrub yeah. says, no, I can't drink. It's a Haji energy drink. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Haji's. <laughs> hey, uh, Scrub, you guys got Haji Coke, too? Because Haji Coke is different from normal Coke. How so? I honestly don't know. Because it's actually I think, Coke? I think it's actually like original Coke with real sugar or some shit. Like in today they use oh, the like, like sweeteners Oh, like and shit. throwback Pepsi type thing? I, I I don't know what the difference is, but Haji Coke is not bad. It's good. So, you know. Uh, Viable's trying to get Lulu to become the new Eve. I, D- Lulu's a good friend of mine. Um, I am not going to replace Eve. Uh, Scrub says, we need a new Eve. No. Eve? Really? What? A new Eve? I... I Look, guys, don't get me wrong. I liked Eve. You know, it was fun having her on the show for a while, but as a permanent thing, I don't know. It just seemed like we were... Maybe a new Eve with more to share on topic would be... Okay. That was always my opinion, anyways. Like I said, I liked Eve. She was fun to have on the show, but, you know, it it was basically all Shut anal beads and dildos with her, and then anytime we got Funny, on Funny, I didn't app, hear you complaining yeah. about it earlier. Right, I know. Bitch. But as soon as we got on a topic or anything, she just kind of shut up and fed me snacks. Why am I complaining again? That's right. Uh, everyone just likes hearing a, a girl's voice. Eve sucked. I would disagree, Sakani. Um, but I will say that I am not looking to add a fourth chair. Baron can have that chair whenever he you know happens to happen by and has the time or... Legal tenor, but I, I'm not looking to replace Eve. Uh, the chair will be hers if and when she decides to come back. So, which will never happen. But Scrub Hubby, yeah, they don't want us to look like the drunk Russians that invaded in 1980. It's got the Arabic Coca-Cola symbols on it and everything. So, hey Scrub, are they still searching your packages when they come in? When you get mail, answer, and I will 
We will continue later. Come on, suck up, Puster. It's not that bad. It's only like 1 o'clock in the morning or whatever. Oh, yeah, Why she's in Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, she is. So Our crazy, fuzzy foreigner listeners. Yeah. But uh, I... Yeah, I'm not going to uh, replace Eve. We're not, you know, not going that route. So, Eve was in it for the shock value. The whole damn show is about shock value. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but when she told us she got a 12-inch dildo as a symbol of her authority, I think that took that it to a new be. level. <laughs> <laughs> I am the, the new manager. Show, right. Respect that the rubber penis. Nowhere. Yeah, it was. that was a whole different deal. Shriek sucking is one of her valuable skills. Right. Wow. Okay. hey that Shriggs looking to be replaced as the Archbishop. <laughs> At any rate. So I, I guess that's what this is, this Union for Gamers. They're looking to to supplant those who are, are paying for YouTube uh, users, I guess, or YouTube uh, views. I guess. I, I just, I, I'm, it's hard to have an opinion when I don't fucking understand how YouTube pays anyways. Right. You know, it's... And clearly no one else does either. It seems like apparently most people are locked into a contract with YouTube and they're not getting paid as much or whatever and this new group is trying to pay more and blah, blah, blah. But I still don't get what they think their advantage is or why anyone would not fuck them at some point if their contract is that loose. The whole point of a contract is to, in essence, lock you in and make sure that you're with a group. If their contract is that permissive, what the fuck is the point of having a contract? So, I, like I said, I'm not entirely positive. So, Alright, Pusser's off for the night. Good night, Pusser. Uh, the only problem... Reinforced stage. The only let's get the one thing straight. The only problem with Eve was that she couldn't speak into the fucking microphone. She's very soft spoken. Uh, unless you get her aggravated or pissed off, then very loud. So, <clears throat> but uh, and, and <laughs> why do we hate a woman who likes anal? <laughs> Folks, we really did kind of screw her on that one because we did kind of chop up exactly what she was saying. It was really awesome. out of context and so funny. I really should apologize to that, but I never will. In fact, nope. I, first off, I like anal. <laughs> I did threaten to turn that into a uh, uh, a uh, ringtone. ringtone, which I should. Well, you, I, sh- I, you should I, yeah. do that. Maybe for a birthday. Yeah, hey, guess what? I got you a ringtone. That'd be hilarious. Be sure to share this with everybody you know, because I have. Actually, I did get her something, which is which is. I'm not sure she's going to like it or not. It wasn't anything big, but uh, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Actually, I, I forgot I should probably have to give it to her. I yeah, it, it, wasn't and, really a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're saying. It, it's, it's off topic again, and I, I realize this show, we're all over the place, so why change it? Yeah. Um, Sakani said, I, I really don't think she made the show better, real talk, talking about Eve. Okay. I, I disagree with that, and that wasn't the point I was trying to make, um, because he seems to think that apparently I'm his champion on the air now. Um, <laughs> you know, like mm, Varyar, me and you get it. Why all these other fuckers right. don't? Blah blah blah. Uh, that wasn't the point I was making. I'm I'm not saying she wasn't a valuable addition to the show. She was because when she had an opinion, it was generally something that the three of us, being the jaded gamer assholes that we are, yes. hadn't considered or right. a different point. And sometimes her questions actually did bring up v- valuable topics of conversation. I was saying that I think her popularity was due a to the boobs. And B to Which the they novelty. can't see because it's radio. Well, it doesn't matter. They're okay. They're net nerds. impressive it's as the they were. Though. And they are. Impressive. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they were. Um, <laughs> I liked it when he turned the thermostat up. 
So, anyways. Uh, sure. <laughs> well, she ain't listening. What the hell yeah, am I? She's, yeah, yeah, it's not like she's listening. Whatever. Oh, that's her calling now to yell at you. No, it's not. Uh, uh, exactly. When the phone started vibrating, like, oh, shit, she is listening. I am dead. But anyways, uh, the point was a lot of her, in my opinion, appeal was A, girl, B, novelty. And when it got down to, as I realized this show isn't the best example of because you and I are tangenting hard. Yes, we are. But at the same time, the meat and potatoes of the show is supposed to be gaming and tech. And that's where she sort of was weak. The thing of it is, we don't do as much gaming and tech as we as, we used to. Right. I would say no, that... I agree. Me, personally, I believe she brought a lot to the table, both in because of different perspective. You never knew what she was going to say. And when you did involve her in a conversation, you would go off in a completely different uh, uh, path than you probably thought. Not to mention, yeah, there was a shock value because you never knew what story she was going to have. But you know what? Every one of you... Uh, I said, what should say? Stared? There's... No. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there was so many people uh, that listened to the show that would, that contact me via email. Even the poll we ran, people loved her. And you know what? They thought her segment was hysterical, and it was. It was great. Uh, Scrub says I can give a relationship. I can give great relationship advice. I liked Eve's segment. See, that, and that's another thing too. All it is, we got to find something. We just had to craft it around her. And it's the same thing. Anything else? You know, you just got to find somebody's niche. Right. I, so, I was just trying to clarify. I wasn't saying that she wasn't an interesting addition to the show. By the way, I mean, bottom line, if she was to message me right now and say, hey, can I do the show next week? I said, absolutely. Yeah. You know, she is always welcome to come back and retake her seat either permanently or, you know, on a part time basis. Completely up to her. So but no, I have no intention right now of replacing her with anybody else. It is her seat if and when she wants it back. Moving on. Next article. Wired.com. Why next-gen video games will rock your world. Another one of these, huh? Is this the next Unreal Tournament? Is that this? What the? F- uh, Unreal yeah. 4. Yeah. Well, if it's for the PC and it's multiplayer, I'm on board. Because I liked Unreal 2, uh, 2K4. I didn't care for 3, though. Looks awesome, though. Pictures. Uh, let's see if we can get to the article. <clears throat> All right. When Tim Sweeney is out in the world discussing pedestrian things, the sweet tea at a particular barbecue restaurant, say, or the irony of having a hockey team in North Carolina, a place without uh, much naturally occurring ice, part of him seems to be missing. It's as if some roped-off area of his his parietal lobe... Lobe. Let's try that again. Talk about Eve, sorry. Lobe. Lobe. It's as if some roped-off area of his... Is that parietal? Yeah. Yeah. Lobe. Is back in the office, mulling over whatever conundrum is plaguing his graphics guy. Uh, how best to digitally recreate the diffusion of light through skin, maybe? Or how to show the world reflected in a character's eye? Tall and thin, with hair slightly unkempt and glasses thick enough to focus sunlight into a lethal ant-killing beam, Sweeney often sounds short of breath while talking, which makes his already wispy voice seem as though it may, it may fight out entirely at any second. Only when small talk turns technical does the founder of Epic Games seem to come truly alive. His eyes light up, his voice grows stronger. Okay, do we really have a point to this? He's brought this up here before. At the heart of every video game, underneath the art direction, the writing, and the action, is an elaborate piece of software called the Game Engine. It's an essential collection of programs and algorithms, a periodic table of the elements that allows a game's programmers and designers to create the rich and varied worlds uh, gamers have come to expect. 
lighting, physics, artificial intelligence. These are all the purview of the game engine. And once the game studio puts all those elements together, the engine is also responsible for running them as the game is played. While some developers make their own game engines, the vast majority rely on other companies' creations. And hundreds of them use Epic's Unreal Engine, which Sweeney and his team first brought into the world in 1998. Through three distinct incarnations, think of Mac's growth from the OS 8 to OS 10, the Unreal Engine has become the default uh, substrate of the gaming industry. The most recent, Unreal 3, has powered more than 150 games since 2006. God, it's been that long since that game came out? Yeah. From sleeper hits like Borderlands to top-of-the-line blockbusters like the Mass Effect trilogy to Epic's own juggernaut, the Gears of War franchise. If you're fired up about a console game in recent memory, chances are you've seen the scythe-tipped lowercase u that is Unreal's logo. But six years is a long time in binary code, and it represents a lifetime for gaming hardware. Indeed, some consoles uh, became the primarily way to play video games at home in the 1980s. The industry has rolled out a new generation of consoles roughly every five years. It was the only way to keep pace with the exponential improvements in chip speed and processing power, which is why PC gaming was always so strong. But as these seventh-generation consoles, today's PlayStation 3, outclassed by high-powered PCs, I'm sorry, and Xbox 360, approached their sixth and seventh years on the market, respectively, the current hardware has grown rickety with age. It is now easily outclassed by high-powered PCs. The Xeno's graphics processor in the Xbox 360 can handle roughly 240 billion floating-point operations a second. The latest high-end processor for PC can handle around 3 trillion. Woohoo for PC! I'm getting a headache. Not surprisingly, speculation has been ramping up for several years about the next wave of genera- uh, next generation of consoles. We may hear word of them this year, or next, or not until 2014. Whoever knows isn't telling. But what we do know is that the Wizards at Epic have been hard at work on the engine that will power the next generation of consoles. It's called the Unreal Engine 4, and it's ready now. No, I'm just going to skip. For all their profits, many video game companies have never bothered to upgrade their offices to the bucolic campuses and infinite loops of the personalized computing world. Epic's headquarters, outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, are housed in a squat concrete building off a winding drive in an industrial park. Still, there are plenty of perks inside. A gym, a quiet room for stressed developers, and an amply stocked kitchen. There's also a massive motion capture studio for translating live action into animation and a traditional art studio where game artists can keep their non-digital skills limber. This is a four-page article. Jesus Christ. Okay, we get it. Unreal Tournament 2004 looks badass. I'm looking at some of the screenshots they have. I don't know if this is just a game or if they're just showing stuff off in, in general, but... I have a recommendation. Yes. Uh, at the next break, you or I will read this real quick, and then we can fucking summarize. Yeah, because four pages yeah. is just a lot yeah. to deal with. I mean, I, I'm not... It looks like cool news. I mean, UE4 is done. Yeah. You know, I mean, and like the article said, the Unreal Engine is the basis for so many games that, yes, this is definitely news. However... I don't want to read four pages, and I don't think you do either. And uh, I don't no, think I people don't. want to listen to us they read they really four don't. pages. So it, 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 it sounds interesting, but yeah, I, I, I say we go to the next article. That's me, though. Square Enix's Japan Vita software sale is a good start. 
Uh, let's see. Square Enix will temporarily cut the price of its downloadable PlayStation Vita games, like Army Corps of Hell, in Japan next week. Good Maybe it's because Vita sucks. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, I wonder how many Vitas have sold. Let me see if I can find that. Okay. We never really did cover the Vita very much, but I'm not a big on handheld game systems. Uh, nor am I. Yeah. Uh, and actually, uh, that actually segues into the article. One of the parts where you skipped it was talking about you know how. Um, Especially the big developers used the Unreal Engine in a lot of their games, and but the paradigm was shifting. Blah blah blah. Mobile gaming, dollar games, and all that bullshit. And you know how that and the down economy was hurting gaming. People were a little worried about whether or not this latest development would pay off and kind of live up to its full potential. As always, my answer is the same: mobile gaming will never replace regular gaming. Right. Even if regular gaming becomes more of a luxury type of thing. Which I, you know, which what? I believe is going to happen. Is it's, it's going to become a a a high brow, high end type of of experience. You know what? And that's fine. But I wouldn't call it a luxury item because I'm fucking poor, rower ladies. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, couldn't help it. But I still play games. I just bought Diablo three. I bought it on release day. I bought ME three on release day. I'm going to continue to buy games that I want on release day. You can't call it luxury when I make dog shit. Well, what I mean is that the the way that the figures have been going is that the majority of people are now going to be buying games with their phones for a buck, for two bucks, for five bucks, where game developers are going to sink the majority of their time, their efforts, and their, their capital, their operating capital, into developing shitty, easy games that can take nothing to develop that people are going to buy for their damn phone. We had this argument a month ago. Yes, we did. My position remains the same. Yes, okay. they, there are going to be plenty of developers who do that, and they are going to make money. And there are going to be a lot of developers who do that who make shit and go out of business. And there are going to be a few developers. There are going to be some. And actually, one of the, I was oh, shit, I should have sent it to you. It was actually an interesting article about how not a lot of new IP is being planned for the next-gen consoles. Um, but anyways, there are going to be some. Some few companies who stick to what they do, which is crafting epic stories and entire worlds. And they are going to be rewarded handsomely for doing what they do best and for taking the risks and making the hits and making the next blockbusters. They're going to make a shit ton of money because at the end of the day, Angry Birds occupies me for the five minutes I'm waiting in at the fucking red light or right. whatever the You're not going to sit down yeah. and make time to play Angry yes, Birds exactly. on your phone. Right. Guess what? I read about Black Ops 2. I'm not going to lie. I'm. It, it looks interesting. Treyarch looks like they've done a real good job. I'm going to fucking buy that on release day. I'm going to buy the newest Assassin's Creed on release day. I bought, like I said, Diablo 3. I bought on release day. I mean, the big games, the ones that immerse me, the ones that draw me in. Nobody gets excited about the new Angry Birds. Nobody goes, oh, my God, Angry Birds, whatever the fuck, out in space or right. whatever the Angry hell. Angry Space, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, my God, it comes out on Tuesday. I can't wait to fucking download it. I ought to pre-order that shit. Nobody's going to do that. But you know what? If there's a franchise I love, a story I love, or even a new franchise coming out that I've heard great things about and I really like the previews on, guess what? I'm going to be there, and I'm willing to drop the $60 to do it. And we'll get to this later with Diablo 3, but even with some release day problems, even with a few bugs, even with all of that, I'm still going to be there to get my fix of what I truly want, which is an escape. That's the whole point of gaming. I want to turn my brain off. I want to go somewhere else. I want to play as a wizard and fight fucking hell. I want to be 
a soldier killing the shit out of people in Los Angeles or whatever, whatever the game is. That's the whole point for me. Anyways, a a great story and a great experience. Uh, You know, I still firmly believe, like I said, we've had this conversation many times before that gaming, you know, it started on the fringes and it's become more and more mainstream. And I truly believe that gaming is the next evolution of the, of storytelling. It's interactive. You can create your own story. That is what I'm looking for. So, you know, yeah, you're you're right. Obviously, the mobiles are going to dominate for a time, and it's getting more and more prevalent. But at the end of the day, Angry Birds is not a substitute for a good, solid $60 major release. But you also understand that the generations coming up, the the younger ones, uh, the hipsters and, and, you know, assholes like that, may not have experienced the same kind of, of gaming history that you and I have. That then growing I will up with. And that's, but understand, chain them to a desk and make them play the first but Fallout. That's, okay, but that's the way the market goes, and you know as well as I do. And yeah, that's why we see the way things are going. That's why I still maintain my position, which is in 10, 15 years, you're going to see a radical shift in the way that the game, that the way gaming is done. Mm-hmm. Is that consoles, PC gaming is going to be a very small niche. It's going to be a sub-market. We're no longer going to be the majority. You're going to, again, we'll see, but... I disagree, and and here's all I'm going to... Uh, here's my caveat. Here's okay. my little thing. Uh, in 10, 15 years, hardware will have changed so radically that who knows what's going to be. You you very well could be right. However, if in 10, 15 years, gaming is mostly mobile-based, I am firmly of the opinion it will be because mobile devices are able to handle the types of games I was just talking about. I don't care what I play them on. Although I do, because okay, a three-and-a-half-inch okay, screen is retarded. But still, the kind but, of game you're going to play, like... A Final Fantasy, a Skyrim, a first-person shooter are not games you're going to be able to play on a handheld screen, even if it can handle. I mean, the processing. I'm not, I, I'm not even talking about a handheld screen. Who knows what's going to be out in ten? But you're saying mobile. Years, that's what I'm thinking. Is a, okay. Yeah, what? on a cell phone, never. I, I barely play games now. Okay. You know, I'll spend three dollars on a game. Um, actually, there is there is one game that I truly feel uh, in mobile that I feel like I've gotten my money's worth. It's called uh, Galcon Fusion. Okay. And it's this stupid little strategy game. You know, there's like uh, the game starts and there's like five or six people and it's a multiplayer game. And it, there's a bunch of worlds and each one produces these ships at whatever rate. And you can send your ships to take other people's worlds. If I have 100 ships in my world, you have to send 101 to take it. It's a little strategy game. I enjoy it. And if okay. I have 10, 15 minutes to kill and I don't want to log into something more, you know, involved, I will do that. Or if I'm watching TV and I want to do something at the same time, you know, I, I will do stuff like that. Um, that is honestly probably the only mobile game I have gotten my money's worth, in my opinion. Because I, I just don't play them. And I realize that's a, you know there are plenty of people who enjoy them and play them and shit, but Farmville, I can't do it. I'll, I'll never play it. The Mafia right. War shit on Facebook, uh, kill me. I'd, I'd literally rather sit and stare and watch paint dry than click a button once every minute to get another 10 energy and 15 experience. Eat me. Some people do it. I, My I father know. did it for Mafia Wars. I don't understand how like the hell. 40 bucks to Facebook over like a couple months. Don't understand it. I don't either. I, I, I'll give you the points. And he knows better. Don't understand it. So, I don't know. But I, this will go to say after the Golden Week, which is the, the big uh, uh, holiday in Japan. Uh, this happened a couple days ago. PS Vita sales hit another record low in Japan. Uh, following Japan's Golden Week of Sales, uh, the game's hardware and software sales have plunged in the country. The system sales for the struggling PS Vita have hit all a record new low. The Portable has suffered a drought of compelling software and declining hardware sales. Last week, the system sold only 6,340 units. Wow. 
compared to other handheld systems. That's almost half half of PSPs, which is same company. They sold twelve thousand units. Really, the PSP has been out forever, and a seventh of 3DS's forty-six thousand uh, system sales, down from ninety-one thousand. Not a single PS Vita title managed to crack Japan's top twenty software sales chart last week. Meaning, no PS Vita game sold more than twenty eight hundred copies at retail in the country. Now, keep in mind this is just Japan, but still, considering this is where it came from, this is where it was invented. Brutal. But the PSP, so it was always much bigger in the United States than it was in Japan too. That was the strange thing. It was a huge hit in America. It was a, it was a you know mild success, maybe even uh, a small flop in Japan. I, I have never tried the Vita. I, I have no interest to pick it up and take a look at it. I um, just I just don't. I you know I haven't played a handheld device since the Game Boy Color. Okay, see, I have aside played, from my phone, I have played on my my daughter's DS Lite, and I just uh, you know screwing around with her and playing it, but I, I just I I don't care. I don't like in the one handheld system I had, which was the Game Boy Advanced. I picked up a used GameCube for like ten bucks so I could play it on my big screen. You know, for advanced wars and and tactics and shit like that. So, Final Fantasy Tactics. No, like I mean, my my relationship with handhelds goes back to the argument I just made. I, I like the big right. involved story. I like the big immersive world. They don't do that in handheld. You know, in in my basement, I can go down, pop a game disc in, and play on a fifty five inch screen in my recliner with a case of beer at my hand and not move for like four hours while I get lost in some. Whatever the hell. I can't do that in a handheld. By the way, folks, the mailbag coming up here in about 15 minutes. So send your questions, comments, opinions to Emperor1G. That's a 1 and the letter G at cox.net, cox.net. Get them in. We'll get to them here in a very few minutes. Again, your questions, your comments, opinions, Emperor1G at cox.net. <clears throat> Can you believe it's 8.30 already? Holy crap. Yeah, I know. We're we haven't rolling. done shit yet. I know. See what happens when Highlander's not here? Progress. <laughs> I don't uh, know about progress, but lots of tangents. Why you hate fucking the Indians, why I can't stand handheld LeBron games, James, or yeah. LeBron James, why we both can't stand LeBron James. Scrub, what is it about Emperor's Core that makes me a chain smoker? <laughs> Scrub, what is it about Emperor's Core that makes me a heavy drinker? I don't blame the court for that, I blame the bear. There you go. All right, real quick. Uh, Omaha.com has the top ten must-play summer video games. Summer highs. The Go staff is looking at the best and brightest of this summer's pop culture. What? Batman makes an appearance, as do Crosby, Stills, and Nash. The fuck have you done? I. This was an article sent in to me. I, whatever. I read. <clears throat> Go ahead. Top ten. Oh, okay. You want me to read the? Okay. Yeah. Fuck it. Lollipop Chainsaw at number 10. If they gave out awards for over-the-top games, this one might sweep the category. During a zombie outbreak at a high school, you play a buxom cheerleader with two weapons, a chainsaw and the severed head of your zombie-infected boyfriend. Okay. Thank you, Japan. London 2012. The official game for this year's Summer Olympics should be a blast. You may even be able to relive your U.S. swim trials experience in Omaha by playing as Michael Phelps. Number eight, The Amazing Spider-Man. While this game, based on the upcoming film, looks fun, we mostly want to play it because a download allows you to play as the godfather of superhero comics, Stan Lee. Ah! Pre-order the game at Amazon.com and you get a character skin that changes Spider-Man into his real-life creator. You also get a special Stan Lee mission 
where you have to collect pages from his latest comic scripts. Nothing better than some old guy swinging between <laughs> buildings. <laughs> have you seen the trailer for the new Spider-Man? No, I've just I, I haven't watched the trailer just because everything I read, I don't want to. Don't go. I don't. I've want seen to. it, and it just looks like ass. I t- did. I tell you uh, when I was in California, me and a bunch of my Marine buddies went to see Spider-Man three. Okay. And we heckled the entire movie. Did you? It was oh, yeah, it was horrible. We it was heckled, a bad movie. We were in yes. a packed theater to watch Spider Man three, and we heckled the entire thing. And well, who's we sat with a bunch of Marines. Well, Nobody. true, but we were in <laughs> civvies. We were in civvies, and we heckled the entire thing, and we said horrible things. I mean, we said horrific things, and we got we didn't get told to shut up once. Nobody told us to quiet down. For the most part, we got laughs. I'm gonna say, any laughs and Snickers? Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, it so you was pulled that a mystery bad. science theater three thousand. Oh in yeah. The theater. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there were four of us. We brought our own beer, and we just had a blast making fun of this movie. I don't plan on seeing the new one unless it gets rave reviews. I won't see the new one. Shit, Avengers got rave reviews. I still haven't seen that. I'm just not a huge movie person. Uh, and have you fixed the call-ins? Yes. Uh, I just don't have it set up right now for a call. I mean, we've got it on here. I just didn't set it up. Ahead of time, so uh, it's just I, I, I. The thing about me is I love continuity. I hate it when you are keep changing stuff. They're doing when the restarts retcon- every I know. Four, four fucking years. That's like, but it's like uh, Highlander had told us. It's because they have to, because if they don't make a new movie the next amount of years, they lose the the rights to the movie. Right. I don't want to see another fucking restart. The movie's less than a decade old. Right. The, I mean, the last one was what two thousand two. To the web. Let's go see. I want to see. the cloud. Yes. Now, usually, I would have. You know, none left to do this for me, but since we're down a IRC rep, we need a new one. Let me see. How dare you, none left. Spider-Man. Spider-Man has a D. Thank you. And not two N's. Film. Shut up. (laughs) 2002. Wow. It's not even 10 years old. The latest one was, what, 2006? You know, and it's the funny thing, because I, 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 further, oh my God, I can't stand Tobey Maguire. I told you that he came to the base once. I think I said that story on the air. Hey, he, no, he didn't. Really? Tobey uh, Maguire? Yeah, Tobey no. Maguire. He came out. He was doing, I think it was Tobey Maguire. I can never remember. Yeah, Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire. I, I know you've had people come out. Oh, no, you said John Cena came out and everybody ripped him a new one. Because well, that was because he came out for his fucking The Marine debut yeah, 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 yeah. on uh, Pendleton, and that was hilarious. We were all jeering, Go which ahead. was a lot of fun. Um, no, I was out doing uh, getting ready for deployment. We have, um, you know, you go out to 29 Palms and you do long-term exercises you know, for a month that you have to do out there that's supposed to get you ready. But before you do that, you're on Pendleton and you're out. You know, we did like two weeks in the field, a week in the field, you know, then three weeks in the field, just kind of like prepping, you mm-hmm. know, because you know you're deploying like a year before you deploy, six months to a year before you deploy. So we're getting ready and everything. And we're out there doing exercises. And um, I guess Toby Maguire was getting ready for some fucking war movie he was doing where he had to play. I don't know. I never saw it. I just... Someone on the uh, in the IRC, I'm sure, knows what movie I'm talking about, where Tobey Maguire played a soldier or a Marine or some shit. Okay. So he came out to, like, see us train and kind of get a feel for it. Dude was Before a I realized fucking, he couldn't do it. Yeah, fucking vagina, all right? Like a massive bucket of vaginas, all right? <laughs> First off, my buddy, uh, who will go unnamed for the moment, um, he was the corporal of the guard. And, you know, I'm sitting at my armory doing my thing, getting everything ready for the next day. We we're going out to do some mount training, uh, military operations in urban terrain. Okay. Uh, we're going to go through, you know, Haji Town and do some shoot, you know, do some live fire stuff and all this. And uh, 
he tells me, hey, dude, we just got a heads up. Toby McGuire's coming out. He's going to okay. come watch us do this shit. And my buddy was Corporal the Guard, so he's going to be in charge of, you know, getting him in and everything. So, because uh, we're doing this all like it's an actual fire base is kind of the point. So there's advance notice. Uh, anyways, the next day, morning, Humvee rolls up. It's got like a colonel, a lieutenant or a captain, a sergeant major, whatever. There's four guys in the Marines in it. And then in the center of the back seat is Toby fucking McGuire. And my buddy rolls up, you know, salutes. Does the challenge, gets him in, and then before the Humvee rolls on, he reaches in to shake Toby McGuire's hand, or to shake Toby McGuire's hand. Hey, I'm a big fan of Spider Man. Right. You know, hey, blah blah blah. Toby McGuire doesn't even look at. According to my buddy, I wasn't there to watch this part, so I will say this is hearsay. But according to my buddy, Toby McGuire doesn't even look at him. You know, kind of sitting in the center, just kind of like hunched over a little bit, just like, hey, thanks, you know, and just rolls on. Whatever. My buddy comes over and says, Toby McGuire's here, and he kind of tells me this. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Whatever. All right. So anyways, so we roll out. We're doing some uh, grenade training. Now, anyone that's been in the military knows what a blue body is. It's a practice grenade. It's okay. got a fuse, but there's no explosives. It makes a little pop. It's not loud. All right. So before we do live grenades, we throw blue bodies to make sure that no one's going to fuck this up because fucking up a live grenade is bad. So we're going up, throwing blue bodies, having fun with it. Toby McGuire is standing like 50 yards away from the from my unit, my company, and he's just kind of like in this weird like one arm across the chest, one arm under his fucking chin, kind of like head down position. And I swear to God, dude, so he really is a craven. He's like flinching every time a series of blue bodies goes off. You know, it sounds like fireworks. It's not loud. But every time it goes off, he's kind of like doing this like twitch thing. It, it was fucking weird. The guy just like creep me out completely is just dude's an odd duck and ever since then i can't take him seriously in anything i don't know how he ever acts like he's gonna be in a fight because he looks like a guy i could walk up to and take his lunch money what a fucker lulu said i used to work at lax and he refused to have anyone on the ramp with him when he went up to the plane what an asshole. Yeah, he, he's you're a fucking Spider-Man. You're not exactly a, an Academy Award winning actor here. He's a fucking douchebag. I right. mean, you know, I, I look, I get it. You're famous. We're a bunch of dirty Marines that have been out in the field for a week. But how about a handshake, faggot? You know, how about you know, maybe you're there doing research for a movie, maybe talk to some people, maybe get closer than a football if you field want to you know, pretend to be a soldier right. or a Marine of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it was always a personal thing. It, it's ridiculous, but. The thing of it is, it's just Whatever. like it, there's a lot of people whose movies I cannot go see anymore. You know, I can't go see George Clooney anymore because he's an asshole. I can't see uh, a Brad Pitt any mo- movie anymore because he's an asshole. And Angelina Jolie is the same thing. I mean, there's a laundry right. list of people whose movies I just I can't stomach anymore. I can't separate the asshole douchebag versus the actor on screen. See, that's for me. I, I can do it as long as it's just news I'm reading. But Tobey Maguire was there. An actual in personal... My, he, was, right. he was there. I saw him. Now, I never shook his hand or anything because apparently I'm dirty and whatever. Hey, you know, I'm, he didn't refuse to shake my hand. He was just away from me. Whatever. You know, but he's 50 yards away. But, I mean, I can't take seriously a man in any role when he looked like he did. Okay. You know, I mean, seeing him as I did, hearing <laughs> from other guys what I heard about him, the guys that were actually closer to him and had a chance to actually sort of see how he interacted. I mean, if you weren't an officer, he wouldn't talk to you. I see. You know, if, if whatever. I, I don't care about that. Civilians, 
were you know enlisted maybe he was supposed to only talk to the officers i i don't know i'm not i'm not judging the guy because of that i'm judging the guy just because of how he carried himself how he acted towards everyone you know the the whole separating himself the way he flinched at fucking blue bodies going off eat me well i could see it happening the first time because if you're not expecting it but after that it's like Dude, it, oh okay it's a fake grenade right got it's, it if the, i hear it again i'm not gonna exactly shit myself if the first group we did it literally it was six guys go up and throw them yeah. Then those six guys went down range to pick, pick up the next up. group's, you know, blue bodies. It, yeah. it's, they're not explosive. So the first six, I get that you're not expecting it. But then the next six, right? And then the next six, Did and then the next six. Ever practice with live grenades? Oh yeah, okay. that, that was the next thing. Okay, just make sure. Yeah, I mean, it was just you start with the blue bodies so that you can make sure you got a feel for it. You know, you you kind of practice the technique before you have something with actual explosives. Right. Okay. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. He, he just kind of struck me the wrong way, and because I saw it in person, I can't take him seriously in anything anymore. By the way, do you know how to get the Flash to work on an iPad? Apparently there's a workaround of some kind, but... No. No. You don't? Nah, I've never there's even tried. There's a Flash replacement, I guess, of some kind? I guess. Because I, I know you have an iPad, so... I do. I just, you know, if I need to use Flash, I use my laptop. Okay. I don't know. I'll, I, I got no idea. Okay. Just curious if anybody out there knew exactly how to use that flash uh, uh, replacement. I think Lulu's trying to get onto the video wall, and she can't because they can't figure that part out. Speaking of Battleship, somebody may have mentioned that uh, in the uh, uh, IRC. I wanted to see how its domestic open was, which was this weekend. $25 million. That open this weekend? Yes. Well, that's what happens when you make a movie out of a board game like Battleship. Hey, don't knock it. It, it made back its uh, $200 million budget in its first week overseas. It's Battleship out, did. It's been out for over a uh, over three weeks. Yeah, this is how much I pay about or how much uh, attention I pay to movies. Let me see. I'm gonna pull it up here. I'd go see it. You know, the hell of it. It's got Liam Neeson. I do. I, I will be. I like Liam Neeson. I do too. I, I know very he's a much like Irish Liam actor as a American admiral. But okay, I Badass. get it. Yes. Let's see. Uh, it had a 209 million dollar budget. It is brought back in, including the 25 million domestic open, 240 million. Wow. So. Success. Okay. The film was originally planned to be released in 2011, but was rescheduled for April 11, 2012. In the UK, the uh, film's first world premiere was in Japan on April 3rd. That's very strange. Weird. It's got Rihanna. Yeah, who cares? Oh, here's why. Tadanobu Asano. So there's a Japanese guy in there. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's like during a series of like international war games, and there's a Japanese self-defense force, task force. We have a boat! <laughs> we have a boat with gun! Okay. She's not an officer. She's a chief. I watched the... Uh, Who, Rihanna? The, yeah, the... the it's a shitty actress. Shitty I have HBO song. Go. I watched yeah. the fucking sneak peek. It didn't appeal to me, so Exit says Battleship equals a total waste of fucking time. Well, you're not going there to see you know cinematic history and... and a clinic on how to make movies, good ones. You're going there because there's nothing else to see. You've already seen the Avengers, and you're looking for to kill two hours of popcorn eating. Speaking of which, the Avengers pulled in $55 million on its third week. Jesus. And again, that's better than most you know, average that's better movies. better than most launches. Op- yeah, opening. I'm going to see how much the Avengers have made. Hang on. I know it's already passed a billion. Uh, I just want to see what... Uh, how much they actually pulled in thus far worldwide. We're like full-on ADD tonight. We really are. We, just it's everywhere. Just, fuck it. $1.1 billion. About to break $1.2 billion. All right. On a budget of $220 million. And it's only third. It's only in its third week, fourth week overall, third week domestically. 
Damn. Jesus. But does it have the legs to unseat Avatar? I don't, I don't think so. And I think the only reason why the Avatar pulled it off is because it was the first, all the hype around it because it was the first one to do the 3D as right. well as it did. So. At any rate, uh, if you did not get your questions, comments, opinions in to the go see the dictator, it's very funny. I've heard that. I have as well. If Sean Connery could be a Russian sub-admiral, why can't Liam Neeson be an American? True. Because he's Sean fucking Connery. Then again, I guess it's Liam fucking Nielsen. So, all right. Plus, that was the hunt for Red October. Yes. You're not allowed to make fun of the hunt for Red October. Right. Ever. Except not allowed to make fun Alec... of Michael Collins either. Well, when Alec Baldwin played Jack Ryan, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but whatever. You like the Harrison Ford Jack Ryan better? I very much do. Well, didn't they have a third person play Jack Ryan? Yeah, him? that fucking douche nozzle. Um, what's his nuts? Matt Damon's buddy. Um, ben what? Affleck? Yes, Ben yeah. Affleck. He plays some of all fears. Ben Affleck is Jack yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Eat me. Scroll hubby, the Avengers didn't pull in that much. Scarlett Johansson pulled in that money. Yeah, no, uh, I didn't pay money to go see Scarlett Johansson. I, you know, if I want to see her, I can just pull up her nudes on uh, Google. That's pretty much all I true. need. True. I don't need to see her, you know, dressed up in a skin tight outfit. I can see her in just skin anytime I like. So there you go. All right, I think it's time for the mailbag. If you didn't get your questions, comments, opinions in, you better do it quickly uh, while I'm reading everybody else's. Emperor1G at Cox.net. Where the hell is it? There he is. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? All righty. Unfortunately, we don't have any of our other segments because Highlander is not here. I will have to find out. Is he? Did you remember if he's gone next week too? I have no idea. I may not be because I have a a family party, our annual Memorial Day party at my cousin's house. Okay. So we may have to do this on a different night. I can probably swing that. Uh, it just depends it, on what night. Will it be either Saturday or Monday? Uh, given advance notice, I can probably make it work. Okay. For, uh, mm, Friday wouldn't work. Friday would be ideal. I've uh, actually switched to a day shift on Fridays, okay. so I could definitely swing that. Let me see about that. You know what? I'll see if I, I'll get on the horn to Baron. I'll see if I can get a, somebody to sit in the third seat, just so we have uh, somebody else to kind of carry the conversation. Okay. Uh, okay, folks, keep an eye on our Facebook, our Twitter, and the um, the website for what we're going to do for next week. We will have a show. That's the plan as it stands right now. It just may not be on Sunday. All right, uh, Diablo, dear Emperor. I know you guys have not talked about Diablo 3 yet, but I know, but I think I know what side you're going to take. So, I'll, well, of course you do. I posted on the forums. So I'm going to present some counter-arguments. A lot of people seem incredibly upset about the server issues the first few days. Actually, it continues to happen. And I was unable to connect myself. I actually was not that bothered by it. What a lot of people do not realize is that those first few days are the most strained the servers will ever be. Uh, no, stiff. the point is that the servers shouldn't be strained at all because it's a single-player game. That is, enough, that is the crux of the argument. We'll get to that. Hordes of fans wanted to play the game at the same time, and the server simp- and that is the point. Again, you were simply making my job that much easier, but I digress. At the same time, and the server simply could not keep up. I have, been, have, I have seen similar strain happen on the first day expansion in the hits for a while. Would it have made sense for Blizzard to buy, set up, and maintain extra servers just to help those first few hours? Now that the rush is done, there are no problems because a lot of pissed off people aren't playing anymore. I don't think this is that big of a deal, and I certainly don't think it counts as the company screwing the consumer. Thanks, Bindlestiff. 
I'm actually on Bindlestiff's side. Okay, and that's fine. We'll get to that in a little while here. Imp, one of my guys just got the L3, and he wants to know if you think that the real money auction house is going to kill third-party item farming sites, or is it only going to make it worse? Very respectfully, you're a scrub puppy. Well, here's the thing. In a vacuum, capitalism will always find the best way, meaning that you will find the best product for the best price. So if the real-life auction house has the item that you don't want, that you want at a price you can't afford, then you may try to find other nefarious third-party ways to get a hold of it. My guess is, however, considering the amount of people that have been bitten and you know been burned by third-party in Warcraft, World of Warcraft, such as having your account hacked, having your character stolen, you know, spending real money on stuff you never actually got back, like spending real money to try and get actual gold that was never delivered to you. I imagine you're probably going to trust the actual online auction site that is offered by Blizzard since it's the company that actually developed the game. My guess is that's probably where everybody's going to go. I don't think you'll see a whole lot of third-party item farming. I completely agree with yeah, that. And I, that's actually one the of point. the reasons given also for the always online. Now... Whether or not you agree with the decision to go always online, that is one of the reasons, supposedly, that they went there. Absolutely. Because you're going to try and drive people into buying stuff from your auction house, which they get a cut. The house gets a cut. And we'll get to that, too. Yes, we will. But I'm surprised you're going to be against me on this one. I would expect him, uh, Highlander, to be against me because he's just he's a dick. But, anyways. Hey, Impet Voyar, do you agree with this statement? Quote, PC gaming is better than console gaming. If you have the PC that can handle it. Of course. The Pork Swordsman. I think that's a given. Um, look, you play consoles because you don't know enough to actually build a PC or buy one and maintain it. It does take a small amount of effort to make sure your PC is fine-tuned and continue to play. However, yes, I do believe games offer you much more on a PC because the PC is able to do more than of a course. console does. Yeah, and plus, also, beyond just the hardware capabilities... The mouse and keyboard is such a more or is a much more versatile interface yes, than, than a controller. console controller, which we've covered. Ad more buttons on show. equals more options. Uh, plus more intuitive. Not to mention, using a mouse is a much more precise than using a controller. Right. Hail Emperor and the one who showed up. Fuck you. Since you're apparently lacking articles, check this one out from Crack.com. This is from Xanath. The five worst marketing failures in the history of video games. To make up for a lack of studio, stupid video game moments from Highlander this week, enjoy this article, which I do have pulled up, and we will try to get to. Uh, Goomba Boy sent in a host of YouTube uh, stuff for skits. Let me take a look at that. Hey, Amp! Hey there, Amp, and whoever shows up. I live in Britain, and I'm starting my own my starting my starting A-levels. What's an A-level? Uh, I don't know. In my geography one, if I am asked about the USA, example, population density... Will I have to mention Alaska? It's part of the USA. I'm going with yes. It's one of the 50 states. But I don't know what the A-level yeah. is, and I don't know Maybe what you do like in your a, crazy foreign country. Achievement test? Or it could be... Uh, yeah, I mean, don't, yeah, we have, don't we have achievement tests in the United States? Yeah, you can't go on the next grade anymore unless you can pass it? True. Oh, good God. I was thinking maybe it was like a class of some kind. Well, I we don't have, know. Well, let's see. If we, we have it's British fucking, people in here. Yeah, it's Britain. They don't even speak the same language. Amp, I like the PS3 controller better than mouse and keyboard for most games. Yeah, and you're wrong. Because you're a shitty player. Got it. Uh, considering all the Euros we have here, does anybody know what the A's lists or A-levels are? No. Lulu must have some serious connection problems because she keeps going in and out. But she's on an iPad. Weird. So. Yeah, that's true. No. no PC? Continuing. 
Hmm? No PC for Lulu? I have no idea. I okay. didn't think to ask. Hail, almighty emperor. This is starting off well. I wanted to write this mail for some time, but haven't gotten around to it But until last week. I heard your <laughs> anger towards the CNN article about the gamer who makes a living on YouTube. The douche canoe? Fuck him. What, what was his real C-Nanners. name? C-Nanners. C-Nanners. <laughs> Oh, C-Nanners. Who makes a living out of YouTube clips while playing Call of Duty and talking about pancakes. Well, I agree with you that he, what he is doing is retarded and that you, uh, that you were ahead of your time with a play-by-play commentary. He still makes money, so he wins. I doubt he makes as much as I do. From what I have researched and know, most of these YouTube and stream guys make their money from pan- uh, partnering with a site like Machinima, Curse.com, etc., they get to sign a contract with them, and they get paid based on the amount of views that their video has. Oh, That's what okay. t- uh, Total Biscuit does. Oh, this is that Union for Gamers thing. Yeah. I know that Curse pays $3 for each 1,000 views. No shit, really? That's impressive. Oh, oh no, no, no. It's $3 for a view. Okay. $3 for 1,000 views. I have a link with the Curse contract below. Right. So what stops you since you already uh, do this radio show every Sunday for free? I know you don't have time since you have a job, but there's uh, got to be a way. You could hire a guy who's good with video editing to say to let's say cut your archive show into the segments like the mailbag, the stupid video game over the week, etc., and post them on the channel with some good intros and some background uh, info. I'm sure it's going to work. There are plenty of stuff you could do. For example, each time you play Sins of the Solar Empire or other games, turn on Fraps and record the game while talking about a good topic like history or politics, whatever makes you angry since people like some drama. Which, actually, that's kind of how our games go, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's generally pissing off the other team, calling them horrible, horrible names, somehow working Adolf Hitler into the conversation. Then we beat the hell out of them. They try to talk shit back. And Amp is as offensive as possible until they quit. That pretty much sums it up. I am It's hilarious. Trash talking. It is very funny. Legend. But I do will I will lecture on politics or history during the course of a game too. You can take your old shows, give them to this editing guy, and make a good YouTube clip. Let's say, for example, the Great Debate. What would I do is take that audio file and put it over a Napoleon Total War game or an Empire Total War game and post it on YouTube. You can make some money by doing streams and running commercials. You could have someone play a game on a stream and have the audio of your show. Well, that's entertaining. Uh, I'm not saying that you can make a living off it, but I'm sure you could make like three, five hundred bucks a month just by cutting the show into some segments and posting them. Huh. That's an interesting idea, actually. I never really considered that. Manly stuff. Emperor doesn't do this for free. He does it for his ego. Sir, I have enough feeding my ego on a daily basis. Shut up, Lulu. Bitch. I hate you. <laughs> Just some uh, show articles I thought might be good. The first one is about some Facebook game that a Christian group released. We got that one. Trying to make a point, I guess, and failing miserably at it. The second is video game-inspired uh, heads-up display for troops that might be coming out soon, which is going to be good, uh, great for land navigation, because there is no good way to carry a map, and folding the paper ones is a bitch. Now, if only they could make it a zeroed BEQ-15 would show up. Was that? Peck. Yeah. What the hell is a peck? Well, I can pretend I know, so I don't... It's a sight. Okay. A PEC-15 would show up. I could use it as a targeting rectal. Erect... Never mind. Reticle. Thank you. Uh, the last one is the video game exhibit at the Smithsonian Museum, which I didn't know they even had. No, we covered that, actually, a couple months ago. Wait, PEC-15. Nope, laser. PEC-15's a laser. Okay. Yeah. Gonna delete that one. To Emperor and Cohorts. 
In last week's tangent, where a future Japan feels threatened by a rising China, Emperor mentioned that the Chinese hate the Japanese. Unsurprisingly, this is very true. Okay, I, that's right, unsurprisingly, of course. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. I teach English in China, and whenever I mention Japan in class, there's at least one person who takes a shit on the land of the rising sun. <clears throat> they say Japan is ugly, violent, angry, or that the Japanese stole pieces of Chinese culture. At a museum in Manchuria, I was told that, quote, we should be vigilant about the resurgence of Japanese militarism. These negative portrayals do not paint uh, a complete picture, however. Ironically, Japan has a huge presence in China. Japanese restaurants, supermarkets maintain a visible presence in many cities. Much to my delight, Gundam models are readily available. Of course, they're all fake. Anime is huge over here, so much so that a a Japan-hating student of mine wore a Studio Ghibli wristband. Some of my students have learned a little Japanese or have taken classes on Japanese culture. Time may or may not heal the wounds of the last 100 years. If the Chinese do conquer Japan, they can at least demand all the anime they want. Your man in China, Vandalay. P.S. About the saying, not for all the tea in China. I believe this belongs to the fact that up until the 20th century, China was the world's uh, preponderant right product producer of tea. The British ran up the trade deficit so they could only fix the huge imbalance by selling opium to the Chinese, which I believe we did too. I think that's Kennedy's. That's how the Kennedys made their money, <clears throat> like the original, like uh, Joe Kennedy. Or oh, whatever way back. the father's yeah, yeah, name yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Of course, this led to the aptly named Opium Wars of the 1800s. Correct. All right, Vandalay, I'm going to send this one out to you. So listen carefully. <clears throat> Throat's got starting to get sore. Vandalay, wants you to do me a favor. I want you, since you are in China, if you can peruse the bookstores and find me any and all books that pertain to the Three Kingdoms era of China that have some kind of English translation to them, because I don't read Chinese, I will pay you for your time and trouble if you could actually send me any and all books you find. That's a, that's a period of, figure the later Han, just go with that. I have a very great interest in that time period in history, and unfortunately, I'm very limited as to what I've been able to find here even through the, uh, the university network uh, uh, that the uh, library has. So man. there is a little bit of irony in here is that because the Chinese, although they were the Yuan Chinese, the Mongols, have invaded Japan twice. Uh, the Japanese invaded China, or actually they invaded Korea and fought uh, um, Korea, which was controlled by the Chinese at the time, during Nobunaga's after he died and uh, Hideyoshi Totomi took over. So, I mean, they've been fighting back and forth for a while. Japan is basically an offshoot of the Chinese culture, when you get right down to it. They they share a great deal of um, uh, history, heritage, all, you know, culture, all kinds of stuff. The problem Jap- is don't tell them that. Right. The Japanese have a, a younger brother type of complex when it comes to China. So, Well, and the, then there's the Koreans who have the same feelings. The Koreans are just tired of being picked on by everybody well the koreans are right in the middle of it they don't like anybody and they've been ultimately conquered by the chinese and the japanese several times throughout their history Uh, i thought this was a very relevant topic for the show josh reed sent in the five reasons diablo 3 represents gaming and gaming gaming's annoying future and we will get to that yet go ahead and pass that one by let's see hey emp and fiends a quick response to that quote-unquote story about mark zuckerberg showing up at a business meeting in a hoodie my response to that is simple. Hugh Hefner. The man has made a fortune on Playboy and spends all day in pajamas in a bathrobe. I'd say jeans and a hoodie is a step up from that. Okay, the difference is some skinny nerd who made a Facebook versus the guy who made porn. Like, acceptable. <laughs> Big difference. 
look, if you've got, if you're an 85, 86 year old man, you've got a bunch of 20 something blondes running around your mansion, sucking you off whenever you decide to, you can wear whatever the fuck you want. When Zuckerberg is able to do that, come find me. Because right now the only thing on his side is money. He's got, a, you know, money and a magazine to put him in. I'm also curious if Voyar finished Kingdoms of Amalar. Reckoning. No, I, I, I still have it. I keep meaning to go back to it. Um, I read ahead his email. The story isn't grip isn't super gripping. The combat's great. I agree completely with that. But the problem for me is the story is what hooks me and brings me back. Um, yes, the combat is fantastic. And I saw that you said you went with a mainly sorcery build and then tried a sorcery slash might build when you got tired of dropping meteors. Um, I went with a kind of a, a universalist approach because you can kind of balance them all the way through. Uh, that's what I did just because I enjoy doing, you know, it, it, it adds to the spice for me when I can do whatever I want. Um, I will get to it. I will finish it. I just Diablo three came out. I was playing sins with Amp, and I'm working seven days a week. So I haven't really had the time to get back and finish it the way I want to. Right. Um, I, I am interested to see where they take the story, but for the most part, it, it's got to really be compelling for at a time like this, where my time is as limited as, as it is right now for me to make the time and stay up late to play the game. It's really got to pull me in. I picked up around the same time he did on a steam sale and put a good 60 hours into it. Jesus. The story wasn't super gripping, but the combat was great. I went mainly sorcery and tried sorcery and might after I got bored of uh, one-shooting, one one-shotting, one huge groups of dropping a meteor on them. Uh, let's see. That took a while to get bored of, though. Meteors are awesome. Well, like I said, like meteors? Yeah, it, Deathformer. It's not a bad game. I, I enjoy playing it. It's just right now I haven't had time to, to finish it. I, I will, though, and I'll let you know what I think. So, Mystic uh, Mim has finally gotten home. She just walked in. Where's my dinner? Where? How dare you? Ow, ow, is, ow. is there anything behind you? That is a dinner behind you? No. <laughs> Yay! She brought me Hooters. I you. <laughs> no. Okay. Go ahead and sit the mic. Uh, There's got to be here. a story behind that. Yes, I demanded Hooters wings. <laughs> like every. Oh been really? Like okay. Three times. I, I just assumed that she just went and got you Hooters. No. I There's didn't. a one around here anymore. There's not even one in Ohio. I know. That's. Kind of the point. It's a hell of a roach. There was one in Toledo, wasn't there? No, it's gone. It's gone? The one in yeah. Toledo's gone now, yes. too? Yes. Talking to the damn mic. I am talking to the damn mic. Talk a little louder. I don't do that. Project. Yeah, she has. She has you know, Have a what? beer. You'll project. Well, that's true. Right. But the baby says no. So, go ahead. Eh. So, there's only six in here. I know. The really? The disappointment on your face is all telling. Tell them the baby got hungry. That's yeah. the way you get out of it. <laughs> wow. Okay, continue. Okay, these are leftovers from last night, and they've been in the car all day. I'm not even sure you should eat them, to be honest. Do it anyways. I specifically had requested that maybe you could buy them on the way home. That because way they, they would... weren't open when we left. We left early, and so we could sit at that Starbucks, because Luther wanted to sit at Starbucks uh. and shoot the breeze, so... Because I did text you to bring me dinner, if you could, because I have not eaten. I didn't get that. You lie, because I sent it a while ago. How do you not get the text? I didn't get the text. Right. Damn you, Verizon. She deleted it off her phone. I'm sure she did. (laughs) I haven't been looking at my phone. So you take my car. Yeah. Put all kinds of wear and tear. Yeah. Put your douchebag's brother in there. Yeah. All the way there and back again. Yeah. And provided me nothing for the service. I got you a couple wings. They're not even wings. Equal value. Those are... They're from Hooters and their wings. Shut the hell up. They 
They I'm look like sure chicken those tenders. Chicken fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think well, you're a liar. There's a couple boneless. There's in like there. a wing in there. <laughs> she fails. I'll give them to the cat if that's how you feel. Except the Whoa. cat doesn't need people food. Whoa. Calm down. <laughs> I don't need to go that far. Indeed. Hi, this is Leaf Holtrio. You ever listening listener. Anyways, I'm here to provide you articles for the show. Thanks for doing the show. I have something to listen to on the bus. And I actually have something that's pulled up. I hope we can get to them. Noblesse oblige. I pray for the service as a savior closer to glory. (laughs) 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 Mystic Mim, no chuckle, no laugh? I'm sleepy. You watched it with us. It's been a long day. With me. It's been a long day. Okay. I do get the reference. Noblesse oblige. I pray for service as a savior closer to glory. Um, how wasn't it, it? I pray for the service as a savior of our country. Wasn't that how it went? I don't remember. That's uh, what is it? East of Eden. Yes. Okay. That was a good one. I, I was disappointed in the way it ended, though. That was my bitch for this. An anime. It's a great one too. Uh, from Little Rex. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Teacher puts cone of shame dog collar on students. There's a teacher that America needs to control your bastard children. Oh, I like this one. All right. You see, actually, uh, on a not to take too hard a tangent into politics, there was a there's video of a teacher that told a student that bad mouthing Obama was against the law. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was funny. It GameStop admits it's dying by carrying Steam game cards. Steam prepaid cards now available at GameStop. That doesn't surprise me. I it would not it would go against their their business model really to carry Steam anything. Considering people be buying it from them and not from uh, whatchamacallit, from GameStop. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to buy Steam anyways and you are predisposed to buy Steam, you're probably not going to go there. However, if you know someone who buys Steam, you might get them a game card while you're there. And at least that way GameStop gets a cut. It's not ideal, but at least it's something. You know, I mean, it's kind of... If you're going to get Steam stuff anyways, what's the point of even going to GameStop? But at least, I, yeah. you know, if they're if you're getting a, a gift card for someone for their birthday or whatever the hell holidays coming up, you know, at least that way they're getting something out of it. Uh, from the Pork Swordsman, in a re- response to what the A-levels are, after GSE, GCSE, 17, 18-year-olds, is the age you take them if that helps after secondary school? Sixth form. That's still not English. Right. Ironically enough. Greetings, my glorious emperor and Voyar in the not hilarious... And then not their Highlander the Muffin. Long time viewer, first time typer, I wish to know your opinion. Is it worth it to buy a game if you know it's easy and relatively short, but you keep playing it just for the fun and to kill time? Or should people keep to games that give you a challenge and keep you trying to get better? From Derpy. I, I think it's a value judgment. I mean, if it's oh, something completely. you enjoy, play. If you're going to get enough time and effort, I mean, enough time out of it, enough entertainment out of it, then it's worth your money. Look, there's plenty of people out there who don't play games because they like a challenge. Mystic Bam will play games on Facebook now and again, mainly for the fun of it, not necessarily because she's looking for a challenge. You know, some people just don't need that. They don't need to, you know, be pressed to the limit. They don't need a puzzle box. They just want to kill some time, play some games, and log off and go on their merry way. We call them council players. So it's it's all up to you. It To me, the value is how often am I going to play it? How many hours am I going to get out of it? It could be the greatest game since, you know, ever, since anything. But if it only lasts 10 minutes, is it really worth your time or effort? 
maybe it is for that awesome experience. It, it depends on you. Completely agree. Let's see. That's all I got. And that's it for the mailbag. That completes it. Nice. Teacher puts cone of shame dog collar on <laughs> students. Everyone is shamed. From Yahoo.com. <laughs> A Florida teacher could lose her job for treating students like dogs. Well, to, on, in her defense, it is Florida. Pasco County High School teacher Lori Bailey Cutcomp, 47, used a veterinary cone usually reserved for sick puppies to discipline her misbehaving ninth graders. Her actions have caused outrage among parents, but some students are coming to her defense. Really? I'm assuming the ones that haven't had the cone of shame. My guess is she saw the movie Up and got it from that. Yeah, actually, it says, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm, oh. Came up with the measure after a class <laughs> no screen, kidding. the Disney movie Up. In the movie, a four-legged character introduces the cone of shame as the ultimate punishment. <laughs> after students asked about the collar, the teacher, a former vet worker, brought one into class and allegedly decided to put it to use. One student was coned for bringing a soda to class. <laughs> Others who arrived late to class were given the option to wear the plastic neck piece instead of sitting at the tardy table. <laughs> At least eight students wore the copper or the collar. Some even asked to wear it, according to one student defending her teacher's actions. Quote, everybody was just joking around with it, end quote. A ninth grader who happily wore the cone told WCSH Local News. She came up behind me and sa- she said, is it fine? I said, yeah, sure, it's fine. So <laughs> The tardy table. Would yeah. this be the retardy table or just people who were late? <laughs> hey I'm in the tardy table. <laughs> I got the cone of awesome. Cone of Awesome. Yeah, we told him that, so we'd put it on. So funny. (laughs) (laughs) I am stunned that you would put a dog collar on students for any reason. The the district's superintendent, Heather Fiorentino, wrote in a letter to Bailey Cutcop. I am very concerned that you use this collar to punish and embarrass students in front of their peers. Well, no shit. That was the whole point. While he, uh, she goes on to acknowledge the teacher's innocent intentions, she does not excuse them. You said that you intended for the collar to be innovative and related to real-world situations, but that it did not work. Uh, she wrote, you stated that, if, uh, that you intended for the collar to be a joke and that you did not intend to be malicious, but you heard after the fact that some students were embarrassed. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. You know I'm no friend of teachers' unions. Nope. I don't like them. I don't like almost anything they stand for. And for the most part, I'm willing to believe the worst. However, everything that we just read in that article makes it sound like this was fun that went wrong, I guess. Possibly. People volunteering, you know, it seemed like whatever. Guess what? You don't have any right to not have your feelings hurt. Suck it up, grow a pair of balls, and be fucking alpha, bitches. I'm just so fucking tired. I know. Of all this, I'm offended. I'm hurt. I'm going to sue somebody because I they told me I'm not a precious little snowflake. Well, guess what? You're not. You are not a You're mediocre snowflake. at best. Your beer's in the way of my screen, by the way. You're shut. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's my beer on my screen. Get the fuck off. Yeah, 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 by yeah. the way, we never did finish with the uh, top ten must-play games. We stopped with Spider-Man. This was like an hour ago. We got off on a tangent. <laughs> Running out the top ten, it was NCAA Football 13, Madden NFL 13, Transformers Fall of Cybertron, Dead or Alive 5, Assassin's Creed 3, Halo 4, and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Real quick, did we want to... All right. I would say take a quick break, but we're already past 9 o'clock, so we should probably just you know press through, I imagine. 
Uh, Guild Wars 2 could cost you more than you would expect. Really? I thought the game was supposed to be it's free, free to, play. to play. Right. But, like, okay, look, I'll, I'll, I'll shorten this whole thing up. What it means is if you want to go ahead and customize your character, you want to get the cool gear, you got to do it in microtransactions and pay for it. How about that? Yeah, and say, it's, it goes on to say to unlock special things you got to pay for it. This means collectively, after unlocking all character slots, you're going to be spending up to $200 on gems to buy items. So there you go. This is microtransactions. Microtransactions, we've talked about this I don't know how many it's times. It's the future. Yeah, this is the way things are. Um, I'm surprised Scrub hasn't been called off to patrol yet. Didn't he have to do that last week at like 9.30, 9 o'clock? I don't know. Five worst marketing failures in the history of video games. By 9 o'clock, I wasn't paying attention to right. anything. Um, Jamie Kennedy at E3? I think Jamie Kennedy at anything is, is a giant fail. failure. Real quick, just so we get through the, th- uh, the Sega Saturn launch, I guess was a fail because it was a $400 system in 1995. Jamie Kennedy at E3. At 2007 Video Games Convention, E3 Activision hired Jamie Kennedy to host their press conference. Know that you're thinking of the nerd-pounding alpha male coming off the Oscar snubbed hit Kicking It Old School in a room full of video game players? That's going to be a bloodbath. Jimmy Kennedy spent the entire night mocking the crowd. We all got that very entertain that every entertainer ends up doing gigs outside their area of interest. Why, just this week I got the worst blowjob of my life from a birthday magician with sad eyes. It could have been worse, though, if Jimmy Kennedy was giving it. He'd only he'd not only barely try, he'd spend the whole time making fun of me for not having my cock in a bigger celebrity's mouth. <laughs> Let's see. Da, 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 da. There's a lot of wow, Jimmy this goes Kennedy on. there. John Romero uh, making us his bitch. Oh, we've done that before. Yeah. Remember how Daikatana was going to, John Romero was going to make you his bitch? And the game came out and was a huge flop years after the fact. Let's see. Ocean, Ocean marketing. marketing. Yeah, that's just covered. Right. The last couple of months. And acclaims batshit advertising. Uh, what? When the internet became, oh, a, became a thing, the advertising industry started flailing. There was this entire new frontier of attention to grab and no wrong way to do it. Think outside the envelope went from being an overused phrase about nonlinear thinking to a hard policy of derangement in tits. Uh, I like the way this is going. Video game companies started doing things like disguising their ads as amateur rap videos and staging fake Christian protests. They even tried racism. For the record, that's a link. I would like to click on it and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Sony's racially charged PSP ad. PlayStation Portable. White is coming. (laughs) And it's this white lady with some kind of like mohawk thing grabbing a black person. (laughs) When was this? July 4, 2006. That's hilarious. We've decided to run Ad Critic early this week after this one landed on our doorsteps. The latest in a long line of questionable marketing decisions by Sony. Grace in the streets of Amsterdam. And, okay, so they had enough smarts not to do it in the U.S. Yeah, that wouldn't have applied. No. I would have laughed pretty goddamn hard. Promotes the upcoming <laughs> white PSP with the racially charged image of a white woman grabbing a black woman's face. Other images on the website embedded after the break offer additional avenues of interpretation. So a white chick beating on a black chick, and then a black chick. Oh, that was a chick. I think. 
Isn't it? I thought it was a man at first, but it looks like she's yeah, a she's man, baby. No, okay. Uh, Got can it. Can I tell my quick story of racism? Yes, absolutely. I'm always up for racist stories. You, Go ahead. Continue. I told you last night. Yep. Go on. Yes. We went to my niece's graduation in Chicago this past Saturday, and the her boyfriend's family was hosting the graduation party. So we go to his family's house, and her boyfriend is black, and they live in an all-black pretty much neighborhood. And my brother goes upstairs so to introduce himself. No, we did not get mugged. Okay. I did get a lot of stares at. But anyway. You didn't get gangbang ra- gang raped, did you? No. Because no. the, you know, the, white, the black the man the loves the white man. I was told the people in that neighborhood get arrested because the only reason they're there is for drugs. So I was told to get away from the street. <laughs> did you bring me home anything? Just the chicken wings. Oh. Do they have Vicodin in them? No. Oh. That's unfortunate. So we yeah. go up to their apartment, and Thomas walks in the door and says, and they we start introducing ourselves, and Thomas, of course, to a room full of back people, says, Hi, I'm Uncle Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so they beat his ass then? No, they didn't beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, they were very understanding. And um, Dead silence he, for a good 30 seconds. For a good 30 seconds, he immediately said, Hey, can I help you with that? Very wise. <laughs> and he went to opening some green beans. <laughs> Jeez. But that Are we was fried chicken here? Of, that was my quick look. Actually, there was fried chicken. I brought a watermelon. Was. Anybody want some? <laughs> I've was. got this whole case of grape soda. <laughs> uh, who wants some old Hennessy? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm running out of racist stuff to say. Uh, help me out here. Yeah, I think we probably run the gambit. Yeah, I think we hit it. So that was just my little tangent. Sorry, I had to say that. Anyways, Acclaim was a publisher for uh, known for shitty games based on movies, so they didn't build their publicity around design innovations or fun gameplay. Instead, they did things uh, no rational person would do, as my contact starts to go out of focus, and hope society's natural wariness of the insane kicked in. For example, to promote Turok evolution, they offered $10,000 to the first parents to name their baby Turok. They weren't total maniacs, though. The $10,000 was in the form of savings bonds made out to the child, since they, uh, since any parent with a Turok baby also has a persuasive meth dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, most of their ideas were so crazy that they weren't allowed to try them. For Burnout 2, they wanted to pay your ticket if you got caught speeding to the video game store. For Gladiator, Sword of Vengeance, they wanted to create bus stop ads that squirted blood onto the sidewalk. All right, now come on. Some of these might actually work. For Virtual Tennis 2, they wanted to paint pigeons and throw them into Wimbledon, onto a Wimbledon game. I would like to see that. Some kind of official stopped each one of these from taking place, and the only mention of them is uh, in the press came in the form of what the sheet is wrong with a claim. Even for uh, spastic attempts of telling the world to exist, I'd call that a string of losses. One of their schemes, however, sort of worked. A man attempted to break the world waiting in line record for the re- release of Turok Evolution. At least he could have waited for a good game. And despite that being impossibly suspicious, it was uh, going according to plan before he mysteriously disappeared. It turns out a claim paid him to be there. Or, more likely, he was a hobo that he left that they left in a canal with a carving of Charles Barkley on his chest to remote NBA jam the corners. <laughs> the winner by far was their attempt to create buzz for Shadow Man Second Coming by buying billboard space on human gravestones. And as you already know, if you're a hungry coyote or a necrophiliac, disrupting a civilization's burial rituals is a quick way to piss it off. The Church of England said the closest thing to hell 
uh, to hell know that there are piousness allowed, and it claimed to say that their best bet was to claim it was all a joke. I think I get it. They painted birds and built blood fountains as the setup for the punchline of how they wanted to defile graves for attention. That's still a better joke than what Jamie Kennedy is going to be tweeting tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. So, Mystic Mim, any other cool stories? Mm, I'm very bad at telling stories. You should have my brother over. He does several. They went out to downtown Chicago. Right. Apparently, there is a two-story McDonald's there that blows the doors off of all McDonald's, and now they are no longer going to go to McDonald's anywhere because they feel let down. Really? Because it was that fantastic. And they just don't think that they could handle it. The depression. These are old stories. And the disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and it was how, how warm was it was in, in Chicago? 96 degrees 96 degrees in fucking Chicago, man. I mean, it was warm here. It hit you know, 85 or something like that today. It was supposed to be really hot, but that's insane. Then again, I wonder how much of that is just because it was in Chicago. Um, we got to wrap this thing up. We got to hit Diablo 3. Uh, all right, real quick. Five reasons Diablo 3 represents gaming's annoying future. Fire, I need to break my mouth starting to really all go. All right, go ahead. I got you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number five, ready to play your single-player game alone? Please log in. When the bar turned green and the play button lit up, my dong rose like tiny, or like 20 tiny Amish guys were pulling on it with ropes. I clicked play, and then I agree on not one but three user agreement screens. That's when the first smoke alarm went off in my head. <laughs> Wait, I have to sign a contract to play the game that I just paid for? Do I need to get a lawyer? Can I do something in the game that could get me into legal trouble? I mean... I don't plan on playing public games or anything, just me in my computer room killing evil and screaming curse words until I lose my voice. But I convinced myself it was nothing to get worked up about. It's just there to save their asses in case some random jack-off finds a way to make money off of them via lawsuit. Fine. I got through with them all and was immediately taken to a screen that pulled the alarms from the back of my mind directly to the front and cranked up the volume to nuclear attack levels. Scroll down, please. Oh, sorry. I yes, thank you. Playing with Mystic Man. For the six of you who just... Wow. I Oh, derail. What? Fuck it. It's been a few days. For the six of you who just discovered the internet today, that's a login screen. Put the shirt back on. It's commonly associated with multiplayer <laughs> online games like World of Warcraft and whatever other multiplayer games exist. Except there's a problem. Diablo 3 isn't a traditional MMO. You don't sign into the game and immediately find yourself surrounded by a hundred other players shouting racial and homophobic slurs. Gay You're- blacks! <laughs> You're in your own world. By yourself. Single player. See, that's the problem. When we don't have Highlander here, we don't have anybody to do the racial part of it. Yeah. I'm not as good as it is he is. Well, nobody's as good at that as he is. Scary. It is a single player game with multiplayer options, just like all the other Diablo games. If you choose to play with your friends, you can. If you choose to join public games, you can. Otherwise, you're on your own. And contrary to what MMO fanatics believe, this is the way millions of gamers prefer it. Myself included. As, yeah, me too. But for the second time, I had to take a breath and remind myself that it's nothing to get worked up about. We've been fucking the gaming industry since the very first video game was invented. Did I read? Yeah. Yes. I read that right. We've been fucking the gaming industry since the very first video game was invented. They put up with piracy for decades, and so far nothing has worked to stop it. This is just, this is just what they've come to, and if signing into their service helps prevent theft, then I'm all for it. The more money they make, the more resources they have to put back into expansions and content. Fine. Number four, now customize your single-player character as you please. Wait, not like that. I logged in and created my first character, a monk named Fuckhole. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, in all wow. line, that would have flown. <laughs> all right, and there is an error screen. Oh, come on, really? You can't give me the option to name them whatever I want and then just ban me from entering public games? You can't give me the freedom to make a mage named Asfuck Cockthrob on the game that I never <laughs> play on, on playing with other people as long as I live? Okay. Oh, great, Asfuck Cockthrob. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here. You were the one... <laughs> You were the chosen one describing the prophecies. Look for the ass fuck at the third full moon. Okay. It's not the end of the world. But making computers utter profanities against their will is the reason I got into video games in the first place. In the Reagan era, I played arcade games purely so I could get the high score and enter my initials on the leaderboard as ASS. I replayed an, R- an entire RPG because I knew that there was one specific point where the female love interest would have to say the line, Father, I want you Father, I want you to meet my new boyfriend, Cunt Blaster. (laughs) (laughs) How have the decades resulted in less freedom to be childish? But fine, this time I'll resort to stupid puns. Okay, so I decided that I wasn't going to bitch about it. They're clearly trying to prevent piracy while masking it with a social setting that's barely there in the first place. I've been giving this game a liberal amount of leeway, and if it's as good as they say, then it's a necessary evil that I'm willing to live with. Even though I have so few friends, I never have to worry about accidentally exposing my perverted juvenile name to the guys who absolutely expect that sort of thing from me, and who do it themselves. I wasn't disappointed. I signed in and decided that my character had a personality flaw that made him think that death was hilarious, which became even funnier to me when a friend came online and immediately appeared in my game, catching me in mid-roleplay with myself. That's when I found out that there's an option enabled by default that allows anyone you are friends with through your Battle.net account to join your game at any point without asking, and not just through this specific game. The friend who showed up was someone I added back when I played World of Warcraft, and since both games are made by Blizzard and both utilize the Battle.net account system, he's automatically on my friends list on my single-player game. So we killed some stuff for a while, and I kind of felt bad about getting mad over that whole fuckhole incident. Hell, I'm friends with my oldest son through that system. Not that he'd be shocked about my stupid anal sex name, but I'm sure it would cause an unwanted conversation with my ex-wife. You get the point. (laughs) Down a scroll. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Sorry, you can't play your single-player game because our computer is broken. Wait, what? Why is my screen going black? Is it some surprise cutscene? Maybe some Easter egg that triggers when you laugh at gravestones? I tensed in anticipation. Scroll down. I'm working on this. Nope, I got booted to the start menu. Well, shit, no biggie. That happens from time to time when you're playing something that's hosted on a remote server. I'll just sign back in and pick up where I left off. And the infamous error screen. I side, click the OK button, and attempted to sign in six more times. This is also common with disconnects, and I tried to cool my slowly heating blood by reminding myself that when you get booted, your character is, your character is still active on their servers until their software recognizes that you're no longer connected and kicks you out on their end. A mousy voice in the back of my head started whispering a soft chant of single-player game. I signed in for the seventh time. Oh, well, that's... Really? I mean, I understand why it's happening. It's launch day for a game that's being hosted on a set of servers designed to handle a certain load of players. After the initial rush of people settles down, there won't be nearly as many people playing the game at the same time. So it's not smart to buy enough servers to handle the entire player base all at once because you'd only need those for the first week. You set up enough to handle your average load so that when things do settle into a rhythm, you don't have a bunch of useless idle machines sitting around collecting dust and wasting money. Quote, for your single-player game that has no offline option. End quote. No, stupid voice. Stop that. 
Let's just exit the game and go in from scratch. Sometimes just a simple bug that's fixed by going in fresh. Motherfucker. This is bullshit. <laughs> I just paid 64 goddamn dollars for a game that... No. You can't let the game turn you into that screaming sack of shit type of personality that permeates the internet. You hate that person, and you won't become it. From behind me, so, my fiance screamed, Motherfucker. This is bullshit. This is why I read ahead, by the way. Good. So I do, do things like that. Well, you know what? I would give you the mouse, but that would mean giving you yeah, control of my show, and I'm not about to do that. True. <clears throat> she had been booted from her game of World of Warcraft. At her login screen, she got this message. Breaking news, we're working to resolve an issue that may result in slow or failed login attempts. I looked back at my Diablo 3 screen and burst into hysterical, borderline insane laughter. Breaking news, we are currently in address <laughs> addressing an issue with the Battle.net service. Blah, 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 blah. Scroll. All right. Their brand new game, totally unrelated in any way to their other established games, WoW and StarCraft 2, had destroyed the ability for any of their players to play any of their games because they all required a login to play, and that login server was directly connected to their Battle.net system. So when one game crashes the server, even if you don't play it, your other completely separate game is fucked. I had to see the player backlash for this. It was going to be awesome. So I pulled up the main site for Diablo 3 and went into their forums. Or at least that was the intention. And the picture is, we'll be back soon. <laughs> the <laughs> not Blizzard dumb. family of websites is currently undergoing maintenance to improve your browsing experience. Thank you for your patience. At this point, I was 100% certain that if I decided to make a sandwich, my refrigerator would be replaced by floating text that read, We're sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> Diablo 3 has encountered an error that temporarily removed all electrical appliances from your house. Please check back in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, man. The only place left to find out any information was Twitter, and I couldn't imagine being the poor bastard who had to deal with that shitstorm. Jesus. It's all, all the right. same thing. Yeah, it's just we are in an emergency. We are down, blah, blah, blah. That went on for dozens of posts, informing people that the situation was being looked into and that they had no idea when the servers would be back up. Trying to reassure people that they, quote, hope it'll only be down for a few minutes, unquote, followed by a time stamp of 53M. <laughs> wow. Finding new and creative ways to say, quote, we have no idea and we're sick of answering your stupid fucking questions, unquote, and making it sound professional. When their site did come back online an hour later, it was a good sign because it showed that at least some of their servers were now working. I tried to sign in again. And again. And again. And again. The whispering voice in my head was growing louder by the second. Quote, yep, it's got the option to play multiplayer. Option. As in, you can choose to do this if you please. Just like virtually every other modern game in existence. It's a single motherfucking player game, John. Give it and just explode. You know you want to explode. And number one, we thank you for your patience. Also, this is the future of gaming, motherfucker. I went back to their site and looked through what Blizzard fans refer to as blue posts, which are messages left by administrators of the forums, people who are directly connected to Blizzard and have information before anyone else. Their posts are written in bright blue to separate them out from all the others. When error 3006, when playing a demon hunter, giving a shield to your Templar before you kill Jonder and hire him can disconnect you from Battle.net and return an error 3006. We're working to resolve this issue as quickly as possible and may be able to address it via hotfix. No, goddammit, that's enough. We as consumers have gotten to the point that we just accept this bullshit as normal launch day bugs, when it should have never gotten to this point in the first place. I read through those forums, and you wouldn't believe the number of people defending Blizzard through this whole ordeal. Yep. Throwing out arguments like, it's going to happen. You can't expect the servers to handle that many people logging on all at once. And every MMO in existence has these problems on launch day. 
and nobody's getting the core point. The single-player version of this game should have never been hosted on a remote server to begin with. Which I'll be getting to shortly. I and millions of other people bought this game because we love the Diablo franchise, and we have been waiting for 12 years to jump back in and throw fireballs at evil. There is an absolutely enormous amount of us out there who couldn't give two flying fucks about an auction house or a chat room or even the ability to play the game with our friends. We just want to play the goddamn thing. We handed Blizzard $64 and said, I would like to be a monk named Fuckle, please. (laughs) (laughs) And in return, they took our money first and responded second, no, that name doesn't quite sit with us. Take out the cursing and you can play. Well, for an hour or so, that is. Maybe. I mean, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) $64 is as much as some people make in an entire day. For them, handing that over to play a video game is not a minor event. All they want in return is to use the product they just fucking paid for. If any other company in the world sold you a product that didn't work and then refused to hand over some sort of compensation in return, you wouldn't even need a lawyer. The judge would tell them straight up, give them a working product or give them their money back or go to fucking jail. But for whatever reason, the video game industry gets away with this now. Every time they have a problem with their service, I can't play the game I already brought. In an era where people can't... In an era when people carry their entire music library around with them on I, on their phones, I have less ownership and control of my video games than I had in 1979. And makes no mistake, we have every right to bitch. We don't want to hear condescending assholes telling us, calm down, it's just a game, be patient. It's not just a game, it's the principle. We paid for it, we get to decide when to play it. But ranting aside, the game came back up three hours later and I had the time of my life with it. It's seriously one of the best games I've played in years. Not even Skyrim got me so excited about gaming the way Diablo 3 has. It's just too bad that the model we've had to resort to in order to prevent piracy is exactly the model that's killing off the genre of PC gaming. Oh, wait. Did I just say PC gaming? I meant all video games. And this kind of goes hand-in-hand with what I'm going to start hammering you with now. Because you said you are going to pick up for this. But we'll see how this goes. Um, Here's the thing. I'm gonna give me just a second. I'm gonna pull this up on uh, the VTW website because I, I posted these thoughts out actually yesterday because I knew where the conversation was going to be steered when the show started. All right, based on everything we've been reading, uh, it's in the uh, video game discussion forums. For anybody who wants to take a look at it, uh, the VTW forums. So give me just a second. Wait, wait. Uh, no, this, this is, is not the right no, one. I'm sorry. Say, I don't think that's yeah. what you were looking for. Give me one second. No, my problem with an online DRM. This is it. Okay. Now, the conversation began by uh, the original poster and all this. All right. Here's the thing. When Diablo 3 came out, the game did not work. All right. It failed. It flopped. A lot of people got errors. Some people... Going up here? Going to bed? Okay. The thing of it was that people bought a game. They expected it to work. Okay. A lot of them bought it for the single-player aspect. Most people who bought Diablo 1 and 2 never played it online. For whatever reason. Whether they didn't want to, they didn't like Battle.net, they played it single-player. Okay? I had problems with Diablo as a game. Not because of the launch, but because I was beta testing it. I didn't care for the model that they were using. All right? I don't like the online auction house. I don't like that they're trying to squeeze money out of that every which way. And they're, they're kind of, it's encroaching on the way that uh, the game is being played, the game itself. Okay? We'll, we'll put that to the side for now. Okay. The crux of the matter was people bought a game, they took it home, and they couldn't play it. It was not a game that was being marketed. It's not a multi, multi, massive multiplayer online role-playing game. 
Or that was never what it was supposed to be. It is a game that has a multiplayer aspect, kind of like StarCraft, okay? It's got a single-player storyline. Diablo 3 has a single-player storyline. Do we not remember what happened with Assassin's Creed and the fact that when it wasn't working, when their servers were down, you couldn't play the game? They eventually went back on that and decided to let you be able to play it on your own system. Remember, they, they had to backtrack the whole thing, yep. okay? What Blizzard fucked up about this, and this is kind of my, what my big, long uh, you know, post is on the forum, is that bigger game companies get a lot more leeway, all right? Big, successful ones that have good franchises, uh, like Diablo, or recently with Mass Effect for Bioware, that people and gamers are willing to give a lot more leeway to these companies because they have, have you know, traditionally and consistently put out a very solid product. That being said, at some point, people kind of get sick of it when the leeway you give them doesn't get cleared up. They continue to make missteps. They continue to fuck you over. And what I mean is this. The game should never have been put on servers to begin with. My single-player experience should not be you know, uh, tied to whatever it is Blizzard is doing that day. Now, you can make the argument saying there's no point of them going out and buying extra server space on servers they're not going to use a month from now when the, you know, when the population dies down you know, and the crush of players starts to thin out. That isn't the point. I didn't buy the game to play it online. I don't give a flying fuck about their online auction, and I think most people probably don't. You know, it's the same with the other Diablo. If I want to play online, I'll connect to Battle.net. There's no reason this one had to be this, had to be any different. Oh, we want to stop online piracy. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. If people really want to buy the game, if they really want to play it, they're going to get the original copy, an actual certified copy, because they're going to want to use that auction house. They're going to want to play online. There are other ways of preventing that from happening. They did it for Warcraft 3. They did it for StarCraft, etc. Forcing people to play online, to play on your servers, for a game that traditionally has been on your system and just on your system is wrong. Because now you're forcing your consumers into a format that they may not be comfortable with, they may not want, and as we've now seen, it's completely subject to your competency to actually keep your servers up and running. And in this case, it hasn't happened. Everybody should have known that this was a distinct possibility that any launch of a Blizzard title was going to have an issue. They've had it with Warcraft 3, they had it with Starcraft. They're notorious for what happened with World of Warcraft and continues to happen. Now, you can say, well, that's because they're successful. Everybody wants to play a Blizzard game. And that's true, to a point. But they would not have had the server issues had the game been able to be played on people's machine. This wasn't crashing because everybody and their mother wanted to play online with their friends. It wasn't crashing because everybody was rushing to get to the the auction house. It was crashing because the vast, vast majority of players were playing the single-player version of the game. And in that vein, they would not care if it was online or not. They didn't want to be online. They don't want to be part of the server. They didn't want it. They just wanted to play the game. Fact. If the game had not been on Blizzard servers and required you to play with an internet connection, the, the outages, the errors would not have happened. And it would not have done a domino effect onto the rest of Battle.net, onto World of Warcraft, and the rest of the Blizzard family of games. And I make the issue that we're starting to see a trend. And I'm wondering if now the pendulum is going to swing back the other way. Meaning as consumers and gamers and fans of these different franchises and companies, we give that leeway. But as they continue to fuck up, like they did with Blizzard, all right? And a lot of people are pissed off with the way World of Warcraft has been handled. Now you can say they got the 11 million you know, players, but again, 
the Mist of Pandaria, when it comes out, the new beta, I'm sorry, the new expansion is going to sell a hell of a lot less copies. And that's because a lot of people are very aggravated with the way the game has been handled over the years. As little as I've played, I've bought every expansion so far. I will not buy Panda Land. Right. And I think I think you're going to see it as the smallest selling of all the expansions. Now, part of that is age of the game. That's true. But I think a lot of his people are simply fed up with the game model as it is. They just don't like it. All right? And they don't like being you know forced into doing things they don't want to, like in this case. I take another example, which I, I pointed out was Mass Effect and Bioware. People were pissed off with the day one DLC. They were pissed off. They were lied to about exactly how much was done before and after the game was, was finished up, allegedly. And they were really pissed off because of the quality of the ending, which blew. Okay? When you start to see the shortcuts, you know, the cutting of corners, the fact that the companies just don't care. They want what's in your wallet, and that's about it. You're going to start seeing the pendulum swing the other way, where people are, I'm hoping, are finally going to say, enough is enough, this is bullshit. It is not acceptable to us that we have to connect to your servers to play a game we just purchased. We should not have to license and agree by whatever you tell us to to play your game. Now, as long as people buy it and accept it and say, yes, we agree with those three different user agreements, they're going to keep doing it. And what it all comes down to is it falls back onto the, onto the, the, the consumer's shoulders. It isn't going to change unless you stop buying the game. And there's a lot of people out there who say, well, I'm not going to buy Diablo 3. I never said I was going to. Good. They still did. Some of them did. 4.5 million people did, which is a success for a PC game of any kind. Period. <clears throat> but let's get to the crux of the matter. All right? The fact is, they didn't force people online to prevent piracy. Oh, I'm sure that's a nice side effect. That's, that's a, 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 a symptom of the problem, of what they want to do. But that isn't the main reason, and I think anybody who takes you know objective viewpoint of this and steps back for a minute and thinks about this will agree. The reason they're forcing you online is because you have a higher propensity to play online either in a public game or a private one, which means you are much more likely to go to their online auction house to buy shit out of the auction house for your character, which, by the way, they get a cut of. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the reason why you're being forced to play online. They can monitor what you're doing. They can monitor the mods you use. They can monitor your... Yeah. There are it, no mods. In World of Warcraft, in, shit like that. Okay. You can yeah, see where I'm going with this. Okay. This is a trend. This isn't just one game where it's starting now. This has been progressively happening. And when you have a clusterfuck like this was in the opening week, and, and they're still having issues. Not as bad, from what I hear, but they're still having them. This is when it's most visible to people. This is most when it's, it, was, it's, it is in the, the uh, purview of the player when stuff like this happens. It, to me, it is unacceptable that I should have to connect to anybody to play online. My father used to play video games a lot, still does. But a lot of games that, that force him to be online, he simply doesn't buy anymore. He buys other games, those from you know, independent companies that make war games that he will play. That doesn't force him to have an internet connection. He's got one. Doesn't mean he wants to use it. It doesn't mean he wants to be connected to somebody else's servers all the time to play a game. Because then you are at the mercy of their maintenance. You know what? In his World of Warcraft, has already showed us, eventually, those servers have to come down for maintenance at some point. Yeah. So at some point, your gameplay is going to be, uh, is going to be interrupted for one reason or another. You know when my uh, gameplay is interrupted at home? It isn't. Period. Now, you said you were going to defend them on this. Um, what are we going to defend? I'm going to defend part of it. 
Okay. Uh, I I agree that Always On is a controversial and questionable decision. Okay. Um, I understand their reasons for it. I don't necessarily disagree with it, but here's... You know, every time I get one of these games and there's a problem or a bug, you know, in uh, Fallout New Vegas, it was supposed to be the buggiest thing ever. I never hit a bug. You know, on this, um, like I told you, uh, when I got Diablo 3, I got it launch night. Uh, I tried to log in right away. Uh, well, I didn't get it like right at midnight. I got it. I started downloading at 1. It was probably done around 2. I tried to log in right away, and I couldn't. I looked online to see what the error was. I saw mm-hmm. it was just overused servers. I watched The Wire, and every 10 minutes or so, I hit try and log in again. It took me about three clicks. Once I got in, I was golden. Once I got in, so basically, I watched an episode of The Wire. I'm in season two. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know, it, it's a good show. I enjoy it. Um, I've seen it before, but still, fun to watch. Uh, HBO, love it. Anyways, uh, watched the, uh, the Wire, got in, got online after about 30, 40 minutes. Like I said, I just clicked login every 10 minutes or so, got online, and once I was in, I had no problems at all. I'm not going to defend the always online thing. I fully agree that plenty of people are pissed off with it. I understand their reasons for being pissed off with it. I personally don't give a shit. It doesn't bother me. What throws me is... It didn't bother you that... You couldn't connect to play the game when you wanted to? It was mildly annoying, enough to be aggravating to the fact that people are ranting and screaming like children. No. I think the point being is, why is it that the the game we just bought, now we can't play it because the company won't let us because they're forcing us to do something we don't want to? And my whole view of it was, yeah, mm-hmm. the company isn't... It's not that the company doesn't want to let us. It's that there, a questionable decision was made on Always Online. To which, of course, on release night for something like Diablo 3, they're going to yeah. be swarmed. And, and this is my whole my whole point. Yeah, I understand why people are mad. I, I get it. I do. I understand why people are upset. I understand their reasoning. But at the same time, I look at Blizzard's reasoning, and while I don't agree with all of it, I understand where they're coming from. And at the end of the day, guess what? That 40 minutes where I was waiting to get online, I did something else. But it was 40 minutes for you. For the majority of people that have this problem, if you look or days I, not, or hours, I understand. Days. You know, I, I read these horror stories online, and, and this is kind of my point. And this was my point in bringing in Fallout and in bringing in, you know, the World of Warcraft experiences I've had. I swear to God, every time we're talking about a game where there's some type of horrible bug that is game fucking crippling, mm-hmm. I don't have it, and I understand that there are people that do, and I feel for them. I, I'm sorry, but you know what? No one's that fucking lucky. Here's the thing with the internet, and here is something I have long, long believed. Okay. And, and I feel like this, like I said, I'm not, if you had a trouble getting into the game for days, I'm sorry, that sucks, and you have a legitimate right to be mad. I had a problem for an hour, and I watched something else, I did something else, and then I got online, and I very much enjoyed the experience. I haven't had any server lag, you know, I haven't had any problems with it, and this happens all the time. There's always some new, awful way that the company's giving us the finger. They didn't. But you know what? This you know is what? something but that no, was hold extremely... on. Let me let okay. me make my let me finish my point here. I understand it's prevalent, and especially for Diablo three, it seems very prevalent. But I maintain that I am not godly enough or lucky enough to have missed every single one of these. I, I am a big believer in the, uh, you know, the more pissed off you are, the bigger your microphone theory. You know, uh, people get on Metacritic and bitch not because they love the game for the most part, but because they hate something. The more angry you are, the more pissed off you are. 
the more pissed off you are, the more vocal you are. Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not making light of the problems people had. I'm not. There are people who have a legitimate grievance and literally couldn't log on for days. I, I feel for you. You have a real complaint. I couldn't log on for an hour. Now, if you feel that's a real complaint worthy, that's on you. Everyone feels differently. For me, I didn't. I waited for an hour. I played for an hour. I went to bed. I woke up in the morning. I played for another probably four or five hours the next day. I went to bed. I woke up. I played for another four or five hours the next day. I really haven't had that many problems. My point is, at the end of the day, every single game we talk about on here where there's some game-crippling, world-ending bug or problem or issue, I never see it. And am I really that lucky to have missed all of them? Or is maybe sometimes this shit is blown out of proportion? I think I think I, that that might be it. I understand the arguments against Always Online. And actually, I agree with some of them. I agree with a number of them. I want to play it as a single-player game. I always do. I don't want other people in my game. That's why I actually went into the options and closed my shit off. So that people can't join me. So for that, I, I agree. But it hasn't had enough of an effect on me. And over the years as I've played games, all of these articles, all of these bitches, all of these complaints, they don't seem to affect me. And it seems to me that you always hear that vocal minority that has huge problems, and then the rest of us are playing. But this wasn't a minority this time. And I guess it's kind of the part, uh, the kind of the, the point is that it was the vast majority was not the minority. And the thing of it was, and you have a, you have a valid point. When you're playing a game that's uh, like a, like a World of Warcraft, the game right. is so massive, you're going to have issues at oh, some of course. point. The difference is that it's game designed to be played online. This is something, had <clears throat> the game been like the first two incarnations, like the vast majority of games, which allows you to play in your own machine, none of this ever happens. Oh, no, no, and that's, that's what I said. It that's was why their I, decision yeah. that caused this problem. That's and why I that said, is what people are pissed off about. And that's what I agree with you on. That's the part where I said, look, always online is a questionable decision. And, and I get both sides. I get why Blizzard... <clears throat> excuse me. One moment. <clears throat> Pardon. I, I get why Blizzard did it. I, I understand why they wanted to do it. Yeah, for the anti-piracy, but also, as you said, the auction house. And their greed... Yeah, force the issue and let hey, let's what it is. And uh, you know I'm, what, I'm a capitalist, but let's let's greed, call it what it is. You know what it is. What it is. At the end of the day, every Blizzard game seems to have a black market. Well, sorry, from StarCraft, or well, maybe even actually, but, yeah, WoW StarCraft. is the only one that has a black market. Diablo two, they destroyed that a while ago. Okay, yeah, but there was one, and the oh, whole yeah, point this time is to prevent that. Look, I'm not giving and look, make money as of it course, goes on. of course. Bring how it into the light. Not allowed to happen sunshine. at all. Well, you know how you, how do you do that without putting it online? If you can't monitor people's interactions, because you prevent people from being able to give shit to each other, like you know other games. Well, you know, I, there's plenty of ways. But you know, one of the big problems with Diablo 2 was people would build their own servers, play on there, figure out how to hack those, and then go into the world. The whole point with Diablo. And how many people is it really going to affect? You know, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I am playing devil's advocate on this one. Right. Go ahead. Like I said, I agree with plenty of your points. At the end of the day, though, I don't think – how to put this? I, I At the end of the day, I think a lot of gamers just bitch. Do you think Blizzard – okay, let me, let me – let's, let's take a let's, – let's spin this a little bit. All right, go ahead. Do you think Blizzard owes anything to their consumers for the way the game has been handled? Yes, which is why they issued an apology. I, and I, I, I will give you this. I – or, well, not give you this. I will tell you this. I was 
you know, Bioware, as much as I was a bio whore, according to IRC, and, you know, took their side on some of the stuff, they didn't issue the apology Blizzard did. Blizzard came out and said, we fucked up. We're sorry. I give them points for that. Okay, but they're not good. But you know what? This what is the first do? time give they've apologized. back? This isn't the first time they've apologized. Yeah, they apologize you know all the fucking time. Hey. The problem is they continue. Uh, let me go with this. Go ahead. The problem is they continue to fucking do it. And that's the issue. They have not learned from their mistakes. This is something that continues to happen again and again and again. They continue to step in the shit pile. And when they get, bad, when they get caught up on it, oh, sorry, our bad. Well, I guess what? Stop forcing us to go online. You want it, you're really sorry. You admit you fucked up. I have a question. Then put the game back the way it was supposed to be. Question. Go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. Aside from World of Warcraft, have they made you? Go online ever before with a game. StarCraft. I thought StarCraft 2, you could play single player nope. on your own. Nope. Really? You have to you have to check in every 30 days. You have to have a connection to the internet every 30 days. Well, that's StarCraft a weird 2, Why? World of Warcraft, for the same thing, to make sure that you're using an uh, actual licensed copy. Oh, okay. Well, once every 30 days or online all the time is a different issue, I would argue. But that's three games now. You still have to connect okay, to the Okay, hold on. No, 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 no. My point is the <clears throat> issue, the big issue at stake with Diablo, the big oh shit issue for Diablo 3 is not bugs in the game. I haven't run into a single one. I haven't run into a single game-killing bug in Diablo. I haven't run into a single inconveniencing bug in Diablo 3, and I haven't seen shit online about anything other than the login attempts. That's the only bug they had was the login. Now... In World of Warcraft, it's an MMO. It's expected. Is login. That's, I mean, that's part of the deal. StarCraft 2, you have to log in, you said, once every 30 days. That was days, last I heard, or... but the point is you can't play unless you have logged in. Okay. Well, their point is basically to register your CD key and make sure it's current, I, I would assume, is what they're trying to do there. Which, under make the sure last you have ones, a, you right. never had to play online at all. Well, yeah, but... Go on. The point is you CD still have to connect. Key, right. Go ahead. At some point within 30 days, but you can play offline. But it so, keeps going. You have on. to no, no, keep... No. Every keep 30 it. days. Yes. At once every 30 days. Yes. I don't think that's too onerous, but maybe I'm alone on my end. But you whatever. Are. Go ahead. The point is, you can still play that offline on your own. Now, yes. the downside to online all the time with Diablo 3, and this is the side where I'll take your end of it, okay. is if I want to travel and I want to do something, or I'm in a hotel room or whatever, and I want to play Diablo, I'm pissed that I can't play. That I will give them shit for all day. That annoys me. However, when it comes to the login issue, this is their first time trying it. Now, not... No, no, no. Not, I'm, it's I'm the ignoring. same login server for all their games. That's well, the pr- that is a mistake. That's in another one. Uh, a big one. But this is the first time they have done something with this. Now, there's World of Warcraft, which I argue is different. There is You're your once every thirty days for StarCraft two. I argue that's different. It's this is an online always. They sh- whether I agree. Well, while is online question- always. This is not something new. Right, to them. it's an MMO. Right, there you. Thank you. I know Diablo yeah. three is an MMO. This well, is not new to them. I agree, uh, but at the same time, I have already said multiple times that I agree the decision to make it always online is questionable. However, their only problem so far has been the login server. The bugs are in the mid to late part of the game, and apparently the main story is only six hours long. Uh, I've been playing way longer than that. I'm at the end of Act 1. I just started Act 2. Or maybe you people don't need to do (laughs) speed runs, you fucking tars. You're all fucking uh, children. Where did you see the apology? I'm looking at their forms. I I don't see it. I see nothing. Uh, I saw it in the news. I can't remember where the hell I found it. Um, Usually they're... If they're going to apologize about something, they're pretty good at putting it in their forums. Just fucking type in Google News Diablo 3. So I have to go 
Google searching for that apology. Oh, I don't. It, they. Qu- I, I, I saw an article where I, I fucking quote. They quoted also it was a different article. Got it. No, it was an article that. So quoted no one's it. actually seen this mythical. No, apology. apparently it is. Anyways, at the uh, end of the day, it, it just doesn't bug me enough for me to care. Bindlestiff says one thing. Uh, about being online all the time is that you have to be in the Battle.net chat. I can be playing Diablo and chatting with my friends on WoW and StarCraft. Well, congratulations. You can deal with any kind of thing, like Steam yeah, I, or you know, ICQ or My cell phone has this awesome things. app called Texting. Right, so I don't need do to use their Battle.net. You know what? Sometimes I don't want people to know I'm online. Sometimes I just like to play. There are plenty of times. Like I said, I'm not disagreeing with the always-on requirement. I, I agree that it's questionable. I understand why they did it, but I understand why plenty of people are pissed. But overall... The login has been the only issue they've had with it that I've found or even heard about so far. I'm allowing to forgive that, especially considering I haven't had a fucking problem with it. Here it is. Diablo players. This is from Bashiak. We'd like to extend a very sincere thank you to everyone who joined the Diablo 3 launch. Okay, so this is in their um, uh, forums, but it's called as Diablo 3 launch update. That's why I didn't find it. Uh, as well as to everyone who's ready to jump into the sanctuary the moment the game uh, went live. To that end, we'd also like to say that we're humbled by your enthusiasm. We sincerely regret, regret that your crusade to bring down the Lord of Terror was thwarted not by mobs of demons, but by mortal infrastructure. As many of you are aware, technical issues occurring within hours of the game's launch led us to, player, led to players experiencing error messages and difficulty logging in. These issues cropped up again uh, last night for the Americas and Europe servers. Despite very aggressive projections, our preparations for the launch of the game did not go far enough. Again, we've been monitoring the game 24-7 and have applied several optimizing uh, to help our system, which, by the way, was limiting the amount of players that could log on at a time. So not only is it that you can't log on when you want to, now they're limiting who can log on and when. thought I'd bring that up. I, I Thank you for reminding, or this reminding me, I meant to bring that up. <clears throat> To help our systems better weather the uh, global rush. So yes, the game company actually is deciding when and when you can play. As of late last night, specifically at 11.50 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on May 15th, all systems have been online and running relatively smoothly. We're continuing to monitor performance globally and we'll be taking other measures as needed to ensure a positive experience. Of course, this must be a couple days out of date because it continued to crash for days afterwards. In order to make sure everything is continuing to run as it should, we've decided to move our target launch for the real money auction house beyond our original estimated date of May 22nd. We'll post further updates uh, in the near future. Aside from the tremendous number of players simultaneously logging into the game, and one of the launch day service issues was linked to the achievement system. Some players began to notice early on that achievements were either not being earned properly or being saved between multiple loggings. Yeah, a lot of people that, you know, down something didn't get the achievement they had to start from scratch all the way and work it through it again some or they didn't get the loot for something that there was courted as a kill uh some players began to notice early on the achievement were either not being safe uh, seeing saved we're investigating this issue and we'll provide a specific update as soon as possible we greatly appreciate everyone's support and we want to sincerely apologize for the difficulties many of you have encountered on day one please visit the battle.net support uh site or support forums for the latest service and yada yada, yada thank you so beyond this apology, which didn't seem all that fantastic to me, do you believe that's all that Blizzard owes their customers? What else are they going to do? I mean, if they could give them a month free, I'm sure, yeah, sure, go nuts. But You could offer refunds for people who don't want to play the game anymore. Since it's online, they could easily disable it on their end to make sure that somebody isn't just asking for their money back. Because people have asked, and they said, no, we will not offer you refunds. You bought the game, you're stuck with it. Everyone knew it was going to be online from the beginning. It was announced. Okay, but everyone did not know that they were going to limit who gets to play and when, and that they would not be able to play at all. 
And if some look, if you don't like a product, you return it. Yeah. Well, the problem is with video games, that's never been the case. Once you open the package, you can't. But return this is a little it. different. This isn't like every other video game, is it? Really? Because it seems to me it is. You still mm-hmm. got to get the software. Game and then doesn't is... work. Game doesn't want to do what's supposed to. I would like my money back. They said no. So okay, and I asked you what they could do. You said. So I'm just they're not owed a refund. I, I'm just saying, you, any other video game, just because would you don't it be like it, you a- can't return it. Would it be too much to ask to give people the option of playing offline, like Steam does? Steam gives me the option to play any game I want offline. Actually, I, I think that would be I an want. elegant solution. But you know, and it's maybe they're working on it. Who knows? But I, they're I doubt not. it. They made it clear. I very they're not doubt going it. To. But oh, okay, I didn't read anything. So. I would have been surprised if they said they were. Um, they've gone with this model. I'd be surprised if they changed it. But. I just don't, I mean, you know, as to refunding the game, I'm going back to any other game. As soon as you open the package, you're out the refund. You can't refund it. It's like anything new. As soon as you open the package, you know, you're kind of stuck with it as soon as you use it. That's how it works. Um, like I said, I, I going back to the always online thing, I, I do think it's a questionable decision. If it was me, that's probably not the one I would have advocated for, but the decision's been made. And for my opinion, it always comes back to this. Every time there's one of these massive issues, either I'm the luckiest guy in the world or maybe the people having the problem are just way more vocal than everyone else. I mean, I've had game-breaking bugs before on World of Warcraft, uh, and not just Blizzard titles, other titles too. I mean, I, I haven't avoided you know all of them. I I've, had quite a few. I've had minor bugs. Actually, you know what? Thinking of New Vegas, I said I'd never had a bug. There was one. I got stuck in a doorway once, and all I did was reset my machine. Now, maybe maybe I'm just way more laid back than the average gamer that this shit gets up in arms about. But if all I have to do is exit and start over, I just I don't care enough. I, I really don't think that it ruins my experience. I still enjoy the game. As long as I'm able to play through it without an absolutely retarded number of problems, one or two, I don't consider retarded. Having to wait an hour, I don't consider game-breakingly awful. Yes, I was annoyed at the time, but I got in. So, devil's advocate, exactly how long would you have to wait before you became annoyed enough to really bitch? I honestly don't know. It's never come up, so I, I could make a number up for you for the sake of argument, but okay. I, it wouldn't be honest. In all, I mean, right. just to be real... I don't know. It, it, I would imagine if I, I haven't down hit my limit ever. And like Legal Tender does, he'll take certain days off when a game launches so he has time to play them. I imagine if I spent $65 to play a game that I was not able to play for days on end, and then when it was finally Days stable, on end, that would do it to me. Okay, because the vast I, majority of people have this problem, it's been days. If I'd woken up the next morning and, may, and you know, like for a solid 48 hours not been able to get in, then I would have been fucking pissed, and you would have heard about it. Okay, but, so since so many like people said, did have that very issue, again, I do you think that Blizzard owes other, other than apology anything? Can they do anything in your eyes that you think that would say to the customer, you know what, we fucked up. Do, we know you don't agree with the way we did things, but, you know, we're going to make it up by doing... Well, okay, uh, hypothetically, well, yes, uh, okay, yeah, beyond way beyond a doubt, I completely agree with that, something, but what are they going to do? That's See, that's where I hit the sticking point in my mind is, should they do something, both from an ethical and business standpoint? Of course, you do not want to piss off your fan base, and, and in all honesty, people that had that much trouble deserve something. I, like I said, I didn't, I don't feel like I'm owed anything. But there are people, like you said, that had days of problems. Yep. Yeah, those people should get something. But the problem is in a game like this, what do you give them? You can't give them a month free. You can't return it. You're setting a precedent there. 
I mean, at the end of the day, what well, do you give them? Well, you set a precedence that by forcing people to play online is obviously not the and wisest decision. Hopefully, obviously. hopefully, they will take that lesson and move forward with it. Now, whether they will but or it's, not. But man, the problem is it's not a but, lesson there that's new to them. It's a lesson they're already familiar with. And they're not the only company to run into this. Did they not learn the lessons of Assassin's Creed? That blew up in their face, and they fixed that. Look, they've done the wow thing. All right, this was okay in 2004 when people couldn't play for months because of the way. And I was there. I played at launch. Yeah, World of Warcraft was, like, was unplayable for months. That uh, was, I, remember, I gave I them a pass then, despite the fact that there was plenty of companies that had already cut their teeth that they could have learned you know, the ropes from. They could have learned to avoid those mistakes. They've been doing online play now for the better part of a decade. They have more than enough resources to cover this. They're printing money in Irvine, California right now with World of Warcraft, yeah. even despite the amount of people that have left that game. I'm sorry. There, to me, there is no excuse for what has happened with another shitty launch of a game. And yes, there are people who are defending them on their on their uh, community forums. Look, there's always going to be people on both sides. But trust me, there's a lot of people. You can say it's a vocal minority. I don't think it's the minority this time. I think a lot of people got affected. And a lot of people are pissed. And you know what? When shit like this, if true, and mass vote effect, with you would think so. And I hope that's the case. And I think that's what I mean by the pendulum. Because this is, I mean, we're starting to see more and more and more of this of games being kicked out the door before the development cycle allows them to. And that's a quote I actually had put in there. Before the game is ready to go. Because they're trying to generate as much revenue, or they're trying to get it in by a specific time period, and the game simply isn't ready. Or the infrastructure isn't there. They knew that they were going to be forcing X amount of people to play on their online servers. They knew they were cheap enough. They're going with a single login server that handled all of their games. Warcraft 2, Warcraft 3, Starcraft, Diablo 1 and 2, Starcraft 2, World of Warcraft, all of them, using this single login server. You have now an influx of everybody playing those other games, plus here comes another couple million players who just bought your game today. They knew what was going to happen, and they took zero steps because they're thinking, hey, we'll piss them off for the first month or so, but that's okay because... In June, when we launch the online auction site, we'll make up even more money when people start buying their items and we start getting a cut from it. And people will do it because they'll be selling the items themselves. I would remind everyone that this is pure speculation. Uh, Everything you just said, I, I don't... Dis- what? Is it possible that that's the way they were thinking? Yes. Is it okay. probable? I'd say if it is, then they're retarded businessmen because that would be a very, very stupid way to play it. Okay, do I think, mistakes, it fits do all... I think mistakes were made? Yes, mistakes were made. And again, we go back to the always online. As I have said, I think that that was a questionable decision. In the end, it is not one I probably would have made myself. I, I just don't agree with it. On the other hand, I haven't had any problems with it. So You, you know, say the same thing with Mass Effect 2. Well, you know, I, it, three. <laughs> I... I Two, T-O-O as in also. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you meant like... No. I'm like, I don't think that's the way it works. Well, different companies. Whatever. Anyways. Uh, Trying is the first I step towards failure. That they deliberately... Are forcing people to play online so they can get people... No, to no, no. No, no, no. Yes. yes, of course they are. We agree okay. on that completely. Do I think that they deliberately underperformed in terms of... No, I think they just don't care. See, that's where I would. It sound from when you were talking. It seemed like you were thinking that they deliberately left everything. Well, I don't think they set up to they piss anybody off. I think they just don't care. I think that they either were not 
I don't think they aggressive put, enough in their projections of what would happen. Which is or bullshit. They, they learned didn't that from Warcraft do and the Starcraft. time. I, I, I they think, didn't put in the effort to make sure. And I think that's they didn't put the effort in to make sure that they could handle the amount of people. They said, "Eh, we'll go with what we got on hand." Yeah, some people would be pissed off, but yeah, eh, they've eh, already bought the game. We're not giving them refunds. They're stuck with it. So at some point, they're going to play it. Fuck them. Without uh, video game Warn R one video games without key codes can be returned in three to thirty days. Most video comes with key video games come with key codes. Warn R, thanks for playing. Warn R says I think Skyrim was also pushed out the door ahead of uh, too early. Really, I've never I heard that. I disagree with that. I've never heard that. I've never I've heard very very little negative about anything involving yeah, Skyrim. Yeah, me too. I, look, at the end of the day, it, it just I don't know. It is what it is. Like I said, I just. Every time a game comes out, there's some crisis, there's something, and, and to me, it always it comes back to Occam's Razor. You know, the simplest explanation and all that. It, it, they could all be massively fucked up, or maybe people are overreacting every time. Or maybe not even every time, most of the time. But the problem is, so often a game comes out and then it's a tidal wave of bitching about this or that or the other. You know what? I'm immune now. I don't hear it. I'm fucking deaf to it. I'm tone deaf to it. You want to make your voice heard? And, and this is where I'm going to come down with. Whether we agree or not, That that's different. I, like I said, I have no problems with the game. Therefore, I bear Blizzard no ill will, personally. Now, if you do, that's on you. That's your opinion. But at the end of the day, put up or shut up, all right? If all you're going to do is bitch online, then guess what? People yep. like me don't give a shit right. until it affects me. When it affects me, I'll be bitching online too, but guess what's also going to happen? When it affects me, I'm not going to pay anymore. Yep. We went over Mass Effect 3. You actually brought that up as an example. You mm-hmm. remember what I said at the end of that argument when you won? When you brought up that evidence that you know they had, it had, the you part of the care. DLC had been on the disc? You remember what I said at the end of that? You didn't care? No. I don't remember. No, no, no. I, I said I didn't care at the beginning because it didn't affect me, and I thought they were okay with it. But at the end of it, you brought up that the day one DLC, half the code was on the disc. More than half, yes. More than half the code was on the disc. At the end of that argument, I told you exactly the same thing that I will tell you anytime I get fucked. I'm not buying their next game. I won't. But will you hold to that? Will you hold to that? Oh, I've held held to it before. I will hold to it again. Now, when their next game comes out, I will wait two to three weeks. I will check the reviews, and I will go off that instead of being there midnight. You just said it's, first. You just said you're not going to buy it. Now it's. I'm gonna check oh no no no! Reviews. I'm sorry. And no, I, let me rephrase. I'm not going to buy it without reservation. I will not buy it without checking on something. Okay. Look, if something comes out and it's supposed to be great and everyone says it's great, I'm going to grab it. Of course, I'm not going to not buy something. But if I you know if they learn their lesson, but if there's another day one DLC fiasco, I just won't buy it. At the end of the day, vote with your fucking wallet. It's the only way they're yeah. going to get a message that you send. But I think they don't care about your form. And that was my point uh, with my uh, thread earlier is that I think it's getting to that point now where people are going to say enough is enough. We're tired of being screwed. We're tired of of having to sign agreements like Sony's where you can't sue them no matter what happens. Like Blizzard's that now says the same thing. We're tired of games not working when we buy them. We're tired of having to be forced to have an Internet connection so people can monitor what we're doing all the time. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you want to be heard on that one? Like I said, they're a business. Vote with your wallet. It's the only way. Now, like again, to go back to my qualification, which you jumped on, I said I wouldn't go buy it ever. I didn't mean I wouldn't buy right. it. Okay. I, if they, if the game comes out from Bioware 
the reviews are good, and it seems like the issues I care about are taken care of, then yeah, of course I'm going to buy it. I want to reward them for their progress. But if they haven't made that progress, then no, I won't buy it. Warner, the reason why you've not heard it, Emp, is because of all the all the hype it was given at and before Skyrim launch, and that it was covered up. So wait a minute. You're saying Skyrim was launched way too early. He wants me to watch Total Biscuit's video about it. And the reason why is because it was, had tons of hype, and that they, that's because they covered it up. Warner, I didn't have a single problem with Skyrim. I massively enjoyed Skyrim. Therefore, I can watch all the vids you want me to. I'm not going to change my opinion. Like I said, everything is personal, guys. I mean, when it comes down to it, you can bitch all you want about problems you had. If I didn't have the problems, not to be selfish, but I just don't give a shit. My head hurts enough from the amount of conspiracy theories that I hear on a daily basis with the government. I'm not about to believe into one about a massively popular game that uh, people as well as magazines have have sung the praises of across the board. Oh, and Archbishop. Oh, God, Skyrim. There uh, you go. Artemis says, wrong amp. You can sue Sony, but you can't do a class action lawsuit. Okay, I, my apologies then. I, I was under the assumption that the uh, user agreement said you can't sue yeah. us no matter what. So. I thought so as well. Okay. But uh, I, you know what? I'll have to look into that. I, I, I believe I was right, but Artemis says it's just you can't do a class action lawsuit, which would affect me just fine. I don't have anybody horning into my money. I'll sue Sony myself. Fuck them. Explain this to me. I still don't understand. What the hell people got a problem with NATO for? Oh, anti-war fucking hippie bitches, a bunch of anarchists thinking pacifists? it's the new world order. And... Pacifists? Yeah, supposedly. But how come all these pacifists in Chicago are wearing masks with their face and they're attacking And throwing police? Molotov cocktails? Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it's pacifists. the stupidest fucking thing. It's like thing. Kent State. You know, well, pacifists. It's, it's pacifists yeah. meet anarchists altogether because NATO is apparently an arm of the Bilderberg Group or Majestic 12 or whatever the fuck they're calling it this week. Okay. It's idiotic. Got it. All right, we got to wrap this thing up. Uh, it's at 10 o'clock. So, what we learned today? Uh, we read some articles. Yes, we did. About uh, video games. Top 10 video games of the summer. Uh, five video game fuck-ups. Uh, or wait, no, five video game. Five future, or five video game marketing fuck-ups. And yes. five things in future get it, video gaming that are trying to get built hate. Something. Diablo 3. Yes. Talk about Diablo 3. Uh, uh, briefly touched on Guild Wars 2 having microtransactions, which is nothing new. Uh, Unreal Engine 4 is ready to go. And for the it next did look pretty sweet. Yeah, I um, we talked about baseball. We talked about the NBA. We talked about the decision. We talked about hating LeBron James. Yes. We talked about hating the NBA. We talked about hating NBA players. We talked about when team sports and individuality conflict. We talked about why no one's going to the Indians games and what to expect versus, again, having a good product. If you fuck over your consumers or your fans long enough, they will turn on you. Right. And I got to believe that having to do the games, obviously, it fell for us. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to keep an eye on our Twitter, our Facebook, and for support for both, as well as the website. Um, I'll have an update sometime this week as to when our new next show is going to be. My guess is probably not going to be Sunday evening because I will not be here. However, I do not want to be missing a show, so maybe we'll be shooting for Virus is Friday, possibly. We'll see. Um, keep an eye out. I'll see if we can do it. Might be able to make Saturday, whatever. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're hit all those. Want to thank you guys for listening. For those of you who are going to be doing this, thank you to Nomad for posting our, our uh, feed for us when I get it edited. Uh, let's see. Uh, Smurfette has been uh, a bit of a saver, so mainly Smurfette has been handling the duties of posting articles. We have you. My thanks to her. Let's see. Uh, and, uh, don't forget our, our 
sponsors. That's Audio Audible Books as well as Track Control Service. Check out all the fine shows here on vtlproductions.com, uh, including our, our one of our listeners now, show host Sakani, and his game music. Check it out. As well as all the fine shows. You can find them on, again, vtlproductions.com. Also join us on our home of Planet Taylor Guard, my home of those flyers and Highlanders, planetwitch.net. And is there anything else I'm missing? I think I pretty much wrapped it up real quick. You got yeah, it. Kind of, okay. All right. Uh, any other final thoughts? At all. Nothing. Nothing. They're commenting on my sobriety. Like, is that you are? Well, because yeah. you've been forced to actually carry out the show. You I know. Highlander Gavin. All right, folks. What? What? Go, guard. There you go. <laughs> all right, folks. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, Internet. So long, everybody. Hoorah!